0: Before something goes wrong, or somebody drops their microphone on the fucking floor. So,
1: <laughs> Alicia's good. microphone is precariously perched on her laptop right now, as you can tell because okay. when she moves <laughs> her laptop, <She's laughs> every time. Yeah, every when she time. moves her laptop, the camera or the microphone moves with it.
0: Yeah, every time Alicia's on the podcast, it's always like microphone adventures that I get to edit out after the fact. So. Would you every like time. me
2: to move my mic somewhere else?
0: Actually, I'd like you to use your microphone properly. Like, you're supposed to talk into the front of it. The top of it's <laughs> not a sensitive part of it at all. But, you know, we can.
1: I hear that a lot, actually. She, she well, hears that a lot, I should say. oh Oh, god pay more attention to the sides. the top is not is uh is not as sensitive mm, that's Mm.
2: not true (laughs) (laughs) welcome back to dance we're about to answer everybody this is
0: episode 273 uh we've got a fucking crowded house episode. (laughs) i wish my mother wouldn't listen to these episodes but i can't fucking stop her so there
1: we are well she's definitely Um, gonna listen to this one because paul's on
0: Oh Paul! Yeah, her favorite's on this one. She's absolutely <laughs> listening to this one. So, and it's a movie she's seen, so she'll be very excited.
1: I love that your mom does not at all like, like just full on acknowledges. Yeah, he's my favorite.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's been going yeah. on for decades now.
3: I mean, that's why I- I'm
0: in therapy. You know.
3: <laughs> Glad I could be of service
0: and to the you know. You're sending me to therapy. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Yeah, we've got a full fucking house here. So uh, I'm here. I'm Mark. I'm here with Tim. Say hello from Toronto. Tim's here. He's brought his wife. Alicia's back. Say hello. Uh,
1: Hello. From all the way in the next room.
0: Yeah, all the way in the next room in Toronto, somewhere. And then my brother, Paul, is back from Korea. Yeah. Hi, guys. You're in Seoul, right? We'll give you a city. We're yeah. not just going to yeah. give you a country. It just exists in a country. <laughs> just,
3: just, Korea Somewhere. is just one homogenous living area. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not even,
0: no. like, I'm not even going to give you a specific Korea. I'm just going to say Korea. Korea. Not South yeah. Korea or North Korea. Just Korea. Just it's up there. Uh, how's everybody doing this week? Everybody's been busy. Everybody's yeah. doing shit.
1: Yeah, we just... Alicia and I just got back from... The art museum. We went to an Andy oh. Warhol exhibit at the uh, at the AGO, which was really good. Yeah. And the first time we'd been to a museum like post, you know, since the before times. You bougie motherfuckers! There
2: were so many dicks in this exhibit. I can't even. Just so many more dicks than I was expecting.
1: You or... went to a Warhol exhibit. What the fuck?
0: Have
2: I you, was Have you it... been
1: before? We're expecting some dicks.
0: No, Warhol's all the dicks, Tim. To... <laughs>
2: There were also, like, a bunch of cadavers. It was really strange. It was, like, dead bodies and dicks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's a sick fuck. And uh, (laughs) I wrote a bunch of papers about him while I was in school because I think he's a hack. But that's, you know, neither here nor there. I'm glad you guys enjoyed yourselves.
1: Over a drink, which was, you know, like, how much of him is genuine and how much is just, like, affectation and put on kind of thing. Uh, most of,
0: of the second, I think, is where my Marx <laughs> opinion lands, but, you know. he be, He's basically a glorified graphic designer, really. Like, he just does repro a lot. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's fine. It's, it's not really fucking... There's Line art your any... colors up! Line your colors up, motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like, There's an art that's to that the point, too.
1: <laughs> is that it's
4: not.
0: <laughs> Either way, let's do the uh, nerdy news. Uh, first of all, Captain Kirk went into fucking space and he decided to come back for some reason. I don't know why I'm bringing up the fact that Shatner went to space aside from the fact that Shatner went to space. It's exciting he was, times.
1: He was a dick when he went up. He's still a dick when he came down.
0: He's always going to be a dick. That's the fucking Shatner guarantee. <laughs> you're Always going to get Bill Shatner, the asshole at this point.
1: So it's like Bezos was looking for someone that is like equally or more of a dick than him to blast into space, to take some of the heat off of him.
0: To be fair, it's not like he's got a like a hard fucking. That's not a hard thing to find. Where in he the is, or...
3: range of celebrities and billionaires and celebrity billionaires, which why yeah. is that a thing? Yeah, there's it's you take your pick
0: really. At that yeah. point, Jeez. I don't know. I thought it was funny to chat him with space. Well, I guess that's fine. Tim's gonna have so much DC news to talk about next week because fandom is happening <laughs> like literally tomorrow afternoon. Uh, as we're recording this, but we did hear six seconds of Robert Battenson or whatever his name is. It's Battenson, <laughs> right now. Robot yeah. Bat and Bat.
1: Yeah, I think he's he's officially changed it now. Good. It's Bats. Yeah, yeah, our, our
0: Bats. bats. <laughs> we heard his voice for six seconds, and the internet fucking exploded.
1: <laughs> because he did a Batman voice that sounds like a Batman voice. I was going to say,
0: like, it sounds like he's doing a Batman voice, so like,
1: That's good. Yeah. I mean, that's good. It's a step
0: in the right fucking direction, I guess, so that's good. I mean, it's
1: it's good that he didn't decide to do Batman like
0: this. I disagree. I should have. I think he should have <laughs> done it that way, actually, Tim, now that I'm thinking about it. Hey, a big, baby! <laughs>
4: that
0: would be really off <laughs> putting, actually. Six foot five bat jumps out of, there, like, fucking shadows.
4: Hi, fellas. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm, I'm gonna break your fucking knee.
0: Yeah, I mean, see, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> now I'm on board here. You should cut it that way. I mean, really, if it isn't Kevin Conroy who gives a shit, right? Like, who gives a shit? I don't know, I just thought it was funny, because, like, everybody on Twitter went fucking nuts for, like, an hour, and I was like, he said six fucking words. Calm the <laughs> fuck down. Calm down. <laughs> anyway. Show me the fucking Riddler. I don't give a shit about Batman anymore. Anyway, yeah. moving along. But I'm just, I'm going to be bouncing a bunch, between a bunch of horse shit, because it's just a bunch of horse shit this week. <laughs> Apparently, we got an Adam Warlock.
1: Yes, it's the guy that was playing young Elrond, unconfirmed young Elrond in the uh, Lord of the Rings series, but then I think got pulled off to probably to do this instead.
3: Oh, he got pulled off, did he? Well,
1: he ever
0: pulls you off? So, Alright. What is this dude's name? Will Poulter uh, of Maze yeah, Runner and Black Mirror Bandersnatch fame has been cast as Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I've never seen this dude before. I've seen Maze yeah, Runner he was too. in
1: He was in Midsummer, and oh. he, was, he, he played the the mentor, uh, game designer.
0: Oh, okay, the yeah. Weird, sorry,
1: weird looking dude. Yeah, fair enough.
0: I don't know why they're doing. I mean, I know why they're doing Adam Warlock. It just it makes no sense to me to do Adam Warlock after you've done the Infinity Gauntlet already.
1: Yeah, I mean they'd already they teased it at this point, so they were like, because we got to go through with this. Like <laughs> so he's it at the completely tied to the career. Infinity
0: Gauntlet story in the comics, yeah. so like I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, not that it matters, I guess, but like it's kind of a weird pull because like his entire fucking history is like. Completely tied to the Gauntlet and the Stones, so okay. Anyway, it's fine. Um, did we talk about Noah Hawley making an alien show for Disney Plus?
1: Yes, I think we mentioned that a while ago because okay. I think it was like rumored or something like that, and I think we, or I don't know, was it confirmed?
0: I guess or? so because really Scott thinks it's a fucking terrible idea, and he was bitching about oh, yeah. it again this week. So okay, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just like, I always like bringing up when these old fucks just start getting cranky.
1: Ridley Scott also made, like, alien-related movies that are very divisive, let's say. so.
0: Yeah, don't really I, hold up to rewatch.
1: Yeah, I don't know that anybody really wants his, you know, blessing for future installments of the franchise at this point. The yeah. only
0: thing he gets is that he made the best one. <laughs> it like the only reason yeah. why I like, kind of look at what he says about these movies still is because he made the best one still.
3: But he's also made the worst one,
0: so and I I'm mean, going,
1: yeah, going to bad. Like, that fourth know, one Alien is fucking pretty bad. Exists, yeah, yeah. That fourth <laughs> one's pretty fucking bad. For all of like, I think I would watch Prometheus before. Also, there. there are two Alien versus Predator movies.
0: Yeah, and they are both fucking really okay, bad.
3: Okay, but the Alien versus Predator <laughs> movies have stupid shit like the sleigh Ride of Friendship that I absolutely love to watch, even though it's stupid sure. shit. And then. I mean, Police I've never seen
2: number. this movie. What the fuck? What, yeah, you don't <laughs> see Alien, Alien vs. Predator
0: one or two. You've never no. seen cinematic masterpieces, Alien vs. Predator one, it's and two? one and two. <laughs>
2: it's I, I can't say that. What Sleigh Ride of Friendship? Yeah, oh, I that.
3: yeah. The the main uh, character, she and the Predator, end up escaping the aliens on like a a, a, a hill. Sled, I think. A, yeah, with like a on a. Sled. A oh no! It's, yeah. it's a
0: regular sled. It's no, it's a regular slit. It's not a corpse. A metal, sled. That's a different movie. Yeah, it's that. Yes. Okay. You're right. Sorry. The corpse. Yeah. A, it's got that's goes to Mars. I was just watching that John Carpenter thing that Red Letter Media did, and my brain's fricassee. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So but, Alien the
3: way... Predator has camp <laughs> value, whereas I'm gonna go on record and say I think like Alien Resurrection is bad, but Alien Covenant I think is worse. I think it's worse. I mean. Okay. It's alien so Covenant dumb.
0: is pretty bad. Prometheus is probably the worst one for me overall. Oh, it's so I boring. Like,
1: Prometheus, Prometheus is just, so boring yeah,
0: exa- boring. That's exactly the reason why I say Prometheus <laughs> because it commits the cardinal sin of being fucking horrifyingly boring. Like that's if you're gonna do anything in an alien movie, at least make it watchable, not so boring. I want to gouge my eyes out in the middle of the goddamn film. But I don't know. <laughs> Ridley <laughs> like Scott, Co- just you know what? As long as you're still alive, just keep bitching about what people are doing with your old franchises because I just like listening to it.
1: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. With franchises you haven't touched in 30 plus years. Well, I mean, he just did those two. Anything. We just talked
0: about two movies that yeah. he touched that, that franchise with that both sucked. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we honestly should just not listen to Ridley Scott when it comes to Alien, because yeah. you know Or let's li- just did. not listen to Ridley Scott at eh,
4: all.
0: Yep. We can do whatever I mean, we want. Apparently, Tom Holland has been quoted as saying No Way Home is the last of his Spider Man movies. I don't know. I thought that was kind of pretty common knowledge at this point, but they've always talked about him being around forever and he wants to stick around. And it's not like he's not going to show up in Avengers 5, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, let's to get weird. him out of high school. Let's get him out of high school for 15 <laughs> yeah. fucking seconds yeah. in these
1: movies. For the love of God, just yeah. can he not be a high school kid? Definitely looks like he's in college at this point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it, I feel like, you know, this these three movies were always kind of set up as a trilogy at this point, And it doesn't mean that they couldn't make more Spider-Man movies. They would just be more like standalone-ish rather than having like sort of this big overarching arc of him finding his way and, you know, the world finding out his identity and then forgetting it and all that.
0: It's time to do Marvel team-up is what it is. It's just like Mm -hmm. every time he shows up in a movie, just have him team up. Spider-Man X, just go make fucking 48 movies. That's all I want.
1: It's time to do The Last Hunt.
0: I mean, that's probably what this movie is going to hint at and then not do because they've got 68 trillion other ideas they've stuffed into it. So (laughs) we'll see how this Sony movie turns out in a couple (laughs) weeks, actually. That comes out soon, right? Like in December? So Uh, we're we're getting very close to Spider-Man 3...
4: or whatever.
3: Is that? Oh, really? Yeah, because Eternals comes out soon.
0: Yeah, it, November, yeah.
3: November, and then we have uh, yeah, Hawkeye is, that
1: same month. Yeah, Hawkeye's end of November is the first uh, couple episodes of Hawkeye, and then yeah, I think. Yeah, kind of we've got Hawkeye's November
0: twenty uh, fourth. I think is the first two episodes airing. Yeah. There was a trailer today that like announced the first two episodes air, and then like uh, one a week for four weeks or something like that. Which mm. yeah. awesome. That sounds
1: great. Get us right through to Christmas, yeah.
0: Basically, yeah. Let's talk about terrible fucking douchebaggery horse shit. Uh, now that we've, I mean, we've talked about Ridley Scott, but you know, we can move on to more stuff.
1: Are we talking about Dave Chappelle now?
0: Uh, we could talk about Dave Chappelle. We can talk about <laughs> Dean Kane We can t- talk about Letitia Wright. We wow. can talk about what else did I have oh. in here? Oh, uh, we can talk about CB Sobolski and Steven S DeKnight leaving Marvel because of him. We can talk. What else do you guys, what do you guys want to talk about? What
1: do you guys want to talk about? See? Lots of shit. We already talk talked about, about Letitia Wright, And I don't care that she denied that she yeah, was saying that's fucking The only, only reason I brought it up her shit on the set because I don't believe you to quote <laughs> fucking anchor man Ron Burgundy
0: uh anchorman yeah. <laughs> cinematic masterpiece Man,
1: don't believe you
0: no no, like it's not like her instagram changed or anything like that her social media presence stayed exactly the same so this is just, just horseshit please don't persecute me or cancel me yes. please marvel continue to give me six figure checks yes. marvel
1: please all she was trying to do was like say i didn't say anything on set that was anti-vax she definitely she had the opportunity to say i am not anti-vax and she did not say that. So. Yep. Nope. Yep. Fuck off. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Fuck her. Yeah. That was that sucks. Uh, do we want to talk Harry about? Would be so disappointed.
0: Can we talk about Superman? I just want to talk about Superman because I was <laughs> really confused oh. this week.
1: Oh right. Poor because poor Jonathan
0: Kent. Poor Jonathan Kent comes out in the comics, and everybody loses their fucking minds.
1: And half oh. the people that are losing their minds don't understand that Jonathan Kent is a new character that's only been around for like five or six years and has only been like of dating age for like three months a year or something like that yeah like a couple of months continuity wise kind of thing they always
3: tend to cart out one of like two has-been conservative actors and it's always kevin sorbo or dean kane dean kane yeah kane is a pox on the fucking on that role you know what i mean like Like, like Honestly, D- and when I knew that Dean Kane had gone on Fox News or whatever, I was like, I don't need, even need to know what he said, because yeah. I'm not like,
1: I yeah, don't know, you know,
3: because you already know. know what he said. <laughs>
1: exactly. You could show a bot a bunch of like Dean Cain's past like speeches and rants and shit like that and it would spit out a reasonable facsimile of what he he said this time. No,
0: every time they do that with somebody like that, it comes out too cogent. You can't use AI to do it (laughs) because AI requires logic to fucking program itself in. So it breaks (laughs) itself every time. It's like the Trump one where all of a sudden Trump sounds cogent. He's only using the same words because a computer fucking built that script. It was an AI that did it so, Anyways, I don't
1: know. John Kent is by. Who cares? Great. That's fantastic. I think it's they sad. should all...
0: They, should, I mean, Clark should be fucking more pan. He's a fucking alien. Like, what difference does it make <laughs> to him? Like, do you really think, like, in Star Trek times, like, when people are leaving the planet and seeing all kinds of weird, like, multi-gender wibbly-wobbly everywhere, that they give yeah, a shit? He's raised, about...
1: like, conser- in the conservative Midwest,
0: eh, though. Eh.
4: Yeah.
0: I mean, like, <laughs> one night with, like, Catwoman, and what do you think he's thinking about? <laughs> You know when he's out in the town.
1: I mean, w- one night with Catwoman, and I don't oh, know if I would ever Batman. think about going gay.
0: I mean, but he'd also be with Batman. That's a lot of leather, you know. And if he's <laughs> Batman's in good shape, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I don't
1: know. We're in rare form tonight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: fucking eleven o'clock. We recorded super late. I'm baked. I don't care anymore. <laughs> We're just recording at this point. So what are we talking about, Dave Chappelle? Because like.
4: Uh, 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 uh,
0: bafflingly comes out in support of like, shit JK, I steal my ideas from comic books and want actual credit Rowling. So like, my long and short form of this story is uh, fuck them both. Right in the air. The whole uh, Netflix fiasco where, like, Actually, there's fired somebody walk-out. today, too. Uh, there's yeah. a story on The Verge about, like, the person who organized the walkout got fired as well, but, like... And they suspended
1: well, some people and then brought them back in after there was, like, media backlash. And
3: Well, you know, I don't need to watch Netflix anymore if that's the way that they're gonna be. I mean, like, they can... T- they're talking out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to oh, we're mm-hmm. all about diversity and representation and then you're going to defend a transphobe, an admitted turf who's, Isn't- like... Like, isn't RuPaul's
0: Drag Race on fucking Netflix?
3: It sure is. And let's not get started on RuPaul's weird transphobia because we're like, yeah, that's it's a whole that's a whole other story. But like,
1: which we've covered. We have talked about it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race also, yes, making steps towards like accepting all Mm -hmm. contestants, whether they be cis or trans or non-binary Uh, what have you this is just such a bad look and the way that that email leaked of the netflix boss's email leaked where he was justifying his defense of dave Chappelle was just absolutely mind-boggling so yeah fuck Mm -hmm. netflix in general for this
1: i mean their ceo in particular who's the one that's like talking out of both sides of his mouth and being like whoa if we you know Get rid of that, then we have to get rid of the progressive stuff, too, and fuck off. I mean,
3: just it's a, it's just so dumb. It's just really stupid. and It's a weak justification to keep making money off of Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like they want to keep a particular brand alive on Netflix for monetary gain, and they are fucking up their damage control and just doing more harm than good as for like usual. Dave
1: Chappelle when he stays in his fucking lane is great and you know when he's talking about like black issues and shit like that, like has fucking great things to say. Mm-hmm. But just
2: don't very well,
1: shitty fucking like yeah, fucking transphobic these
3: Always seems to ignore the fact that like just in terms of intersectionality, there are black trans people who exist and they're some of the yeah. most prominently featured trans people in the media right now.
1: Like and Jim Andreas that fucking started Sorry, Pride and or started the Stonewall riots. Exactly. And like, P. Johnson. like fuck. Yeah. So it's just We just saw a bunch of pictures of him at the fucking uh at the Warhol uh uh, exhibit <laughs> right. So maybe I was never a big Chappelle
3: fan. Like he was, he was just not like a formative comedian for me. But it seems weird that Netflix is. Look, we're gonna have all the representation in every single one of our new films or anything geared towards this particular age set. But we're gonna leave Dave Chappelle to yeah.
1: this one comedian that's that's past his fucking prime. We're gonna defend till the end.
3: Yeah. Because freedom of speech or something, yeah, sure.
1: I don't whatever. Because yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we can milk them for some more money still.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah. Oh, it looks like we're getting a Black Adam trailer tomorrow too. Dwayne is on Ooh, nice. Instagram Live right now.
1: Interesting. Cool. cool. Part of part of DC fandom for sure. Yeah,
0: fandom's gonna be a busy thing. I think this year. So it looks like they have got a lot of shit planned. Yep. Cool. Um, there was a trailer for Scream. I think this is five. It is five. Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox are both back. It's always nice to see Nev Campbell. Period. I mean,
1: par- parts of Courtney Cox are back. Like there's, I mean, parts like, of the, that are that are that are new.
0: I mean, I was going <laughs> to say like all the parts. Like she's bringing everything back. she's, she's got new stuff
1: attached also. That's, yeah. and parts and some parts removed. That is also true
0: of some of the other stream sequels where parts were attached to her in the intervening years. Also, because so I mean, everybody gets work done. But yeah. So either way, I i mean, fuck, whatever. I'll watch another Scream movie. Yeah. If you have Camels in it, I'll watch it. So there's that. Scream 4 was right. underrated. Yeah. yeah,
1: actually, I like Scream 4. Did
0: we I talk Scream about 4. that
4: one?
1: No, I didn't actually see Scream 4. I should. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I it was fun. about it.
0: Yeah, that yeah, was a Netflix thing, wasn't it? Because they had a series too. I remember watching yeah. the series. The series wasn't like, yeah, as good I as Screen Four. I didn't
1: watch the series either. Well, oh.
2: like they brought the original writers back for Screen Four, so it's yeah. supposed to be better than three. But uh, I only sucked. watched the first two. I all have heard about three. is that it was fucking terrible? So yeah, three was fucking bad. I am
0: mm-hmm. like, I think I mean the first one's really like the first ones of its time. I think is what we basically kind of came down on when we, yeah. we talked about it last year. We did that, or was it the year before? It's been a while since we. It's that. been a while. Know, it
1: was a couple. It was a couple years ago. I think we did. No, yeah. the, the original.
0: Movie. Paul was on that
3: episode though. That was Paul's poll, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. That was my choice for spooky season one year. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll watch. I'll yeah. watch this. David Arquette's back too as Dewey. Yeah. it Comes out in January though for some fucking reason as opposed to like. Yeah,
2: that doesn't make any fucking.
0: Sense. Right now. I mean.
1: I mean, fucking Ghostbusters coming out in November. November. So yeah, nothing makes any sense right now.
0: Well, there is one thing that uh, apparently the Exorcist trilogy that they're doing apparently like that the new one is or the first one is scheduled to come out october 13th next year so that at least makes sense uh unless it gets delayed old,
1: do we have a friday the 13th in october next year
0: fuck if they put the exorcist like new one out on that day that's like marketing fucking gold for them oh no it's so, a thursday it's is a it thursday. thursday yeah we'll still be like that'll be when we watch it probably because it'll be well maybe not depends on how big that movie is usually preview yeah. nights for like marvel movies but
1: We'll no I, well anymore like even like the bond movie was was Thursday. like yeah most but it was mean, like movies, Bond movie
0: like that's kind of like that gets lumped but, like, in Exorcist's, with comic book shit
1: yeah Extra is we'll a see. pretty big franchise i would be surprised if like at least in toronto there weren't like some thursday evening shows. yeah because like even like shit like bond and like big marvel movies now get like wednesday like wednesday is like the preview night now right that's like, true they, yeah. they've got like 10 p.m like wednesday showings that are like the first like showing that are open to the public kind of thing it's mm-hmm.
0: just nuts so I think we talked about a couple weeks ago that they were bringing in 64 and uh, Genesis slash Mega Drive games to the Switch Online service. Mm-hmm. They're fucking doubling the price for Switch Online as a result of that. So it's like That's 60 bucks. And it's also so it's also like 10 bucks cheaper than fucking Game Pass now, which is mm-hmm. like a terrible fucking value, like relatively speaking. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Because you get it, like I mean, Xbox Nintendo Live and main, Game Pass right, so. with it, yeah. Oh no, but it's absolutely Nintendo. So, like I will buy this because like fucking looking of time on the TV as opposed to a handheld, sure. If I'm gonna play it ever again, which is unlikely. See that's the problem. It's N64 games. I'm like, eh. and I have yeah. a Genesis collection already on my PlayStation. So like,
3: I would be more enamored with like a bigger Super Nintendo library, even though like it's pretty big. It's pretty at this good point. now. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm just like there are some glaring omissions for me. Yeah. Super Mario RPG. I know it's a
0: that's game. a licensing issue though,
3: isn't it? Or you well, uh, Square Enix and like... Nintendo are like all buddy buddy again. So oh, I that's don't know. right because Octopath doing... Traveler went like Octopath Cluster's Traveler on and yeah. Project Triangle Strategy is the new
0: wasn't wasn't uh, the last Dragon Quest a Switch exclusive too or something? It... Oh, that's Capcom. Dra- dra- dra-
3: no, Dragon Quest is Square. No, Quest. Dragon Quest
0: is Square, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no,
3: yeah. and they they had a like a. A Switch exclusive version of Dragon Quest XI, I believe. The Ultimate Edition was on Switch. So,
0: yeah. Fair enough. Until they re released it for Steam. My Switch is actually getting a workout right now because I've been still playing Metroid. So, it's the first time I think I turned it on since uh, 3D All Stars came out. So,
1: yeah, we don't have the Nintendo online because we just have all the old consoles and just play the games we want to play on those.
0: (laughs) Uh, See, like, I have it because it was cheap it was 20 bucks right for the year at one point so i was like oh that's cool i'll do it but like i'm not spending well, we'll see i don't know i don't really care that much it's all i have everything on an emulator at some point right like at the end of the day so like i don't really give a shit okay fair enough last thing i have oh look at that there's two things one that i we fuck netflix but kevin smith's masters of the universe revelations part two comes out (laughs) november 23rd (sighs) that's on netflix sad yeah (laughs) <laughs> poor kev uh i'll watch it anyway you know because i want to watch kev i want to support kev but either way uh we're getting a walking dead anthology show tim why I can't see that well no why? this this actually makes sense <laughs> to me i am
1: i am fine with well, i mean walking dead is coming to its natural conclusion they're getting to the natural
0: conclusion, conclusion. that was like five <laughs> fucking <laughs> years ago if it had been natural well, they're, they're this getting is, to the this is walking like Dead question. unnatural conclusion now. yeah
1: they're getting to like the actual comic book conclusion now because they're in the Commonwealth and stuff. And so like, it's, it's where it's going to, where it finishes in the comic. And this is actually the perfect, I think format to continue it because there is, there's so many interesting stories to tell in a zombie infested world, whether it's just in America or like this could potentially take it globally, which could be interesting. So like, I'm very interested to see Kirkman zombie world, like just little vignettes here and there, or like, one or two episodes catching up with a character that sort of like parted ways with the main story and shit like that. And like wherever they ended up kind of thing. So yeah, I'm good with this. I'll watch it.
0: I just want Kirkman
1: to finish invincible. (laughs) Just give me that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the thing too, is this will, there will only be two series left after this season of the walking dead is the last season and walking dead, the world beyond got canceled after its second season, which is airing right now. So, Fear the Walking Dead, and this will be the only two left at this point. And I don't know how much life Fear the Walking Dead has left in it either. So, fair enough. And it's only it's only a six episode first season too. So, like it's a, you know sort of low commitment, like just gonna you know they're clearly just like testing the waters with it and seeing if there's appetite for it. So,
0: they didn't hire Brian Fuller to do it, right? And we're just gonna pull out halfway through production, and then it's gonna turn into Walking Dead Discovery, and we have problems. <laughs> I mean,
1: I fucking no. I hope not.
0: Yeah, let's hope not. Anyway, that's all I had for news this week. I think that was was a it was quite the sit. So yeah. uh, Tim, do you have anything else you, you want to bring up before we move on? Uh, just the oh. only
1: thing which we which we talked about last week was the IATSE uh, oh, yeah, strike that's is now Monday. actually authorized for Monday if there's no agreement. Monday, as we're recording this, so the 18th of October, if there is no agreement reached with the you know, industry group or whatever kind of thing. So, yeah, strike fucking crazy if you don't get your shit. Yeah, i Yeah, we are fully yeah. in support. <laughs> Agreed, because because our support totally make, means the world to them, right? Like they would. Yeah, I mean,
0: nobody gives a shit.
1: Yeah, they wouldn't strike if they didn't have Dance Robot Dance's support. Nope,
0: nope, <laughs> nope. We are the fucking like the word that you know the straw that breaks the camel's back or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's Geek of the Week time, guys. Geek of the Week.
4: Geek of
0: the week i like this because this is that one where like alicia doesn't play along also so like <laughs> i have a partner in shaming you two
3: yeah anyway, i have no shame
0: we it's, know they never been a thing i know that's <laughs> true paul why don't you start us off since you're super chatty tonight yeah well i've been final fantasy 14 playing
3: final fantasy but well, it's not it. my gig of the week not my geek of the week <laughs> Because you know, Endwalker's coming out next month and so gotta gotta get some stuff caught up. Yeah,
0: Steam's trying to sell it to me at this point, so like yeah. they, they must be doing a big push on that D L C eh? Well
3: they Became the highest subscribed MMO. They've surpassed World of Warcraft now because World of Warcraft started hemorrhaging subscribers to Final Fantasy
0: XIV in wake of the Blizzard like controversies and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. i remember yeah, hearing yeah.
3: about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. cool. a, so we've had some congested servers on the North American side. Japanese this has been the same. So we're I'm well, good. Did,
0: like the uh, Japanese ever take to World of Warcraft? Probably not. Like no, Canada, not. Not really. Near the no. But did.
3: Korea yeah. did because Korea and Blizzard have Korea loves the Starcraft head. though. Like, love StarCraft, right? They loved WoW, too. Like, Jihoon used WoW? to play WoW before he met me, so, like, I guess that's a thing. But, anyway, uh, mine is the Castlevania Advance yeah. trilogy that came out. I was, I didn't, I haven't downloaded Metroid Dread yet, because... Monster, you fucking Monster. They don't need my numbers. It's fine. It's doing great. I know. It's
0: actually doing quite well. I'm very impressed with them. So
3: Yeah. Well, maybe this means that there will be more Metroid things in Nintendo
0: Land, but we will see. We know we're getting Prime, right? Like, Prime 4 yeah. is coming. So but hopefully. maybe they'll,
3: yeah. like, I don't know, speed up the process. On, on Switch after. 4 or whatever. Like whatever yeah, yeah, sure. I downloaded the Castlevania Advance trilogy to just get a feel for Metroidvanias again, because it's been a while. I've been in Final Fantasy XIV Land for a really long time.
0: It's like three years you've been playing that game, though. Oh, it's
3: so good. It's gotten better and better. But I started playing through Circle of the Moon, and it really holds up. Like, I really like the card yeah. system that they have on that one. It's got a cool, like, magic system, and it's very unforgivingly challenging in certain locations, which is really great, because it's what I crave from a Castlevania game. So, I like, when it gets to the point where you're super invincible... Like it can just it, feel, it still feels good but it's kind of boring. But Circle yeah. of the Moon always has a little bit of element of danger because things can insta kill you really fast. Even at the yeah, that's
0: um, that's one of the harder ones too. Mm-hmm. Out of that run of Ecovenius because like I think that might be the hardest one out of the bunch.
3: When I think, yeah, I mean, I harmony think so. of
0: dissonance, like further down the line, but like harmony balance...
3: is not is not that bad. Not I, bad, bad I would say sure. yeah <laughs> Yeah, Harmony is a one of little the bit forgiving. i played forgiving. a lot of them
0: either, so...
3: Yeah, but uh, no, Circle of the Moon is definitely, like, one of the more challenging ones, and I,
0: I have been enjoying playing that. That's my Geek of the Week. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think it's you on Dread. You're going to enjoy it. It's uh, it's pretty dope. So. Mm. Uh, Alicia, let's do the guest first.
2: So black milk which is a uh a dress company uh located well they do more than dresses but primarily dresses out of australia did a legend of zelda crossover and i spent way too much money and one of the things i got was a dress that looks like Link's lobster pajamas from wind waker and i'm so fucking stoked to live my lobster pajama fantasy now
0: lobster pajama why is that familiar i know that i know what you're talking about oh like the shirt he's wearing at the beginning of the game
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Really, you have that shirt?
2: Well, I, I just bought a dress that looks really similar to it, and I'm very excited. I also have a hoodie that has that same print on it that Tim got me for Christmas one year.
4: Mm, I remember. I'm,
2: I'm obsessed. I love crustaceans, and I also love Zelda, and that's really, like, peak aesthetic for me.
0: It's really cute. It is cute. You can get that in uh, Breath of the Wild, too, right? I remember picking it up at some point.
1: There's something like that, yeah. Or like a, a, a lobster shirt or something.
0: Like a lobster shirt or something like that. Yeah. I remember. Okay, fair enough. That's cool, actually. I didn't, that's, That you're dressing like Link. I think you have a problem.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is there no
2: men's collection?
0: This is bullshit. Exactly.
3: Right. Bullshit!
2: I,
0: I did it's look crazy.
2: It, it immediately sold out, too. Like, one of the dresses I really wanted sold out within, like, 30 minutes, and I was quite upset about it. What is
0: this? A graphics card? I don't understand. Why would it sell out so fast?
2: <laughs> people like fashion
0: art. people like dressing up in video game fashion. Part of like digging around for a graphics card became like using the same system that the sneaker guys use, like the the Nike guys that do the Jordan like drops and stuff like that. Those guys are fucking crazy too in terms of like grabbing drops at the last minute. Think getting a PlayStation's hard getting those limited Nikes apparently is fucking like murder. So <laughs> Yeah. Tim,
1: what's your Geek of the Week? I had this week off just because I had extra sort of vacation days I kind of needed to take. So I, I used that to uh, put up our Halloween decorations in advance of our Cocktails and Cupcakes Halloween Party, which is happening tomorrow as we're recording this. And I also bought some new ones which are related to our meat of the episode. The first time I went, which was on my own, I bought a Beetlejuice gravestone like Tombstone that has like the heroized Beetlejuice and like lights up. And yeah. And then they also had like a life-size Beetlejuice animatronic. And the next night Alicia wanted to go back to the, cause I went like during the day when she was working the next night, Alicia wanted to go to the Halloween store together. And so we went back and we bought a life-size Beetlejuice animatronic that talks and moves. It was the last one they had. It was, like, a display. I want it.
4: I,
0: I want need it. pictures. I need at least pictures. I'm working on a print. How good, like, how good's the likeness on it?
2: It's, it's not good. great.
0: Not great? <laughs> <laughs> I trust Alicia. <laughs> so,
2: like,
1: you know, 200 and something dollar, like, you know, animatronic. You spent you
4: $200
0: on that?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was with a, coupe, with a 20% off coupon.
2: It's it's fucking (laughs) like
1: life-size kind of thing and yeah
2: let us live our halloween fantasy it's amazing
1: you fucking do you guys that's completely fine (laughs) and before we even had all of our halloween decorations up there was a little girl yesterday that was walking past our house in in like broad daylight and just stood we both alicia and i were both in our offices had our windows open and we just heard screaming coming from out in front of our house and there was just this little like seven-year-old girl that was just like Standing in front of our house, pointing and screaming at it, <laughs> <laughs> and like that wasn't even like the light effects and stuff weren't going because it was the middle of the day. Like the the spider that jumps out at you like wasn't turned on or anything. So like
0: I don't know, I, Tim. Th- I don't I'm know if the six, to, six is ready cleaning, for you.
1: I'm going to be cleaning children's shit off of our porch. <laughs> on
0: how
2: this Halloween is the night. fucking best time of year,
4: Tim. <laughs>
0: You're gonna get fucking arrested. I don't know if the six is ready for you guys yet. You know what I mean? Like, Sam's so getting fucking arrested this week, or like on Halloween week. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Us, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, holy shit, that's great.
4: Cool. Okay,
0: so we'll just finish off Geek of the Week. I've been doing my Inktober shit. That's all I do is just draw. Go follow me on Instagram, mt underscore I drew Golgo today from, or no, Duke from Golgo thirteen, and it did fucking dog shit. So I'm really pissed at the previews world, guys, right now for <laughs> making a list that's not helping me get better numbers i guess
3: I <laughs> the algorithm isn't helping me
4: God
0: damn no me. the algorithm is fucking hard this week actually so i don't know uh, i'm not super happy with instagram or that list the conan one did really well the other day though i really like that conan one i got like 60 likes on it so i don't know whatever i don't know it gives a shit go follow me there do that uh, It's me the, the episode time i want to talk about nasty beetle eating let's go
1: meat <laughs> of the episode moldy rotten corpse meat
0: well, <laughs> it's uh, it's Halloween time, and because COVID has just decided to shoot its movie wad all over October, <laughs> I wrote that it's in the script. I'm proud <laughs> of the fact that I fucking lied. Thank you. you know? it's
1: sitting on that one, too. I like
0: it. It's sitting there, fucking, it's sitting there waiting. It's all got stars around it. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we have basically uh, one week of Halloween stuff this week, and this is it. So that's why the house is fucking loaded, because we're doing a fun movie, not just, like, bitching about a Bond movie or whatever this week. <laughs> and we picked, I, I guess, we I don't know how we picked it. We just kind of were like, Paul wanted to talk about Beetlejuice last year, and I'm always about talking about Beetlejuice. And the 4K came out, so I've watched Beetlejuice on 4K now. And then all of a sudden, like, Alicia, it's one of her favorite movies. So like everybody loves Beetlejuice, so we're talking about fucking nineteen eighty something's Beetlejuice tonight. Mm-hmm. Eighty eight. That's right, it was the year right before Batman, wasn't it? it? Because like Michael Heaton. Yeah. yeah. Also just like Jack Nicholson steals half his performance from this movie. But you know, yeah, it's fine. Well,
3: yeah. Uh yeah. It's the it's the best movie ever, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: this is like Paul's Ghostbusters. Like he loves this movie. <laughs> I, like, love this I love movie Ghostbusters. So much. Yeah. So
3: much. I could I I watch it very regularly it is my like it is my happy salvation place, which is place.
0: <laughs> kind of a weird thing to say
3: i mean <laughs> is it because no. there's so much to love about this movie there's it's so like, much
0: performances like fucking straight cocaine to the brain you know what i mean yeah. like it's and, so good yeah
3: and that is one among many that i fucking adore so like let's get into it because i have, absolutely I have notes i have uh-
0: notes We're going to start, we're going to walk through the plot, is dance robot dance tradition at this point, so, and Paul has volunteered to walk us through the plot, so, Paul, before we start glowingly blowing this fucking movie, which we're probably (laughs) going to do, tell us the plot of Beetlejuice, all 90 glorious minutes of it.
3: It is so snappy, I love it, anyway. It is. Beetlejuice is a story about a happy, child-free couple being condemned in the afterlife to parenthood for a hundred years because they break for animals.
1: <laughs> that's one. That's one way of putting it.
0: He's not fucking wrong, and I kind of hate him for it. So like, that's fine.
1: <laughs> I bet. <Go ahead. laughs> Are you
3: right?
0: No, just go. We're good. Just go.
3: Alright, so we start off in the opening credits, the genius opening credits, where it's like, oh, look at this cool town, and then you find out it's a whole miniature that is created by the Maitlands, Barbara and Adam Maitland, who are spending their staycation renovating and fixing up their impressively rustic home. They gift each other supplies in cutesy ways, and but they're like not Mormon very, about it, they're like, core. yeah, but yeah, they still they still fuck though. You can tell that they still fuck, and so <laughs> it's
1: like, <laughs> I don't know that that dress, Barbara's dress is pretty Mormon.
3: Yeah, but it's got Gina Davis underneath it, so there is yeah. also that. <laughs> there is that, and I
1: they don't also know have that they're necessarily child free, but maybe they just can't figure out how to have kids.
0: He is uh... dumb.
1: Is, okay, my my theory on this
3: is that Barbara married her sex idiot who happens to be Alec Baldwin. And if you watch 30 <laughs> Rock...
0: Here's her. the thing. Like, if you're going to marry your sex idiot and it looks like Alec Baldwin...
4: It, sure. It, sure. Sure. I
0: mean, like, go for it, right? I guess. Right, Especially right. If you're fucking Gina Davis in 1988. Sweet
4: Jesus. Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
3: So... Yeah, they're just having a good time, and then, okay, so they're renovating their house, and you can tell that they're still really in love, but then their fun is interrupted by the first obvious villain of the piece, Jane, the real estate agent, whose yeah. look says her idea of fun is church bake sale on a small boat, because she's got, like, this fucking cardigan set and, like, an anorak on, and she's oh. fucking horrible.
0: You got bake sale? I got book burning. But okay, fair. We yeah. can do either one. I mean, yeah. there's
1: there's a big overlap on that Venn diagram, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. a circle. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> she forces herself into their home and tells Barbara that an offer has been made on it, even though there's no intention to sell, and then shames Barbara for not having children. Even though Barbara's clearly got a sore spot for it, and I never got to see Jane comically dead in the afterlife at the end of the movie, and it's the only bad thing about this film. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> hate Jane. That in the sex I- past. Yeah. Oh well, this. That's a more <laughs> meta hatred about this movie. Like the, in universe, Jane not being like I don't know.
0: Gave her up and Burned at
3: the stake, I don't know. Yeah, basically. Getting yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah. they, they just act like her being her is just kind of annoying instead of just, like, fucking horrible. But, Borderline
0: harassment, mostly.
1: Yeah. yeah, the appropriate death for her would be, like, she was uh, being, like, dramatically hung in, like, a, a church passion play. Except they actually crucified her by accident kind of thing.
0: <laughs> Whoops. Or, like... <laughs> accident. Tim, yeah. you gotta quote put the quotes. You gotta put quote the quotes accident. on accident. <laughs> yeah, there, it's not. Yeah, it's not appropriate.
3: Otherwise, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Jane is horrible, <laughs> and the, she fucks off after they tell her to fuck off. Essentially.
1: I didn't realize that Jane is actually supposed to be Barbara's cousin. Oh, is really? She really? Yeah. That's what. That's what the Wikipedia entry says.
2: I mean, like, yeah, she's related. I, I didn't. Know yeah, that. they say
0: they're family, but I always just I. I never took that line as literal. I was just assumed it was yeah. like they were like school friends that, you yeah. know, they treated her. I mean, to be fair, they do treat her like family where it's just like, you know what? I can't tell this person to kill themselves, but like, I'm going to, I'm just going to will it at them for yeah. 20 years.
2: Like her being family is why I always thought it was such a dick move that she brought up that the house was too big for them. Cause yeah. obviously like
0: she would know they're, everything. The, the well, well,
2: like they're, they're trying to have kids, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's shitty. Yeah,
3: it's extra shitty. Like she gets she's that scene of... gets
2: more and more
0: uncomfortable every year that I watch this oh, movie. Is basically, you know what I mean? So Yeah.
3: But really, this house is too big. Like go oh, fuck it. Let them live their lives.
0: I want that big ha- I want that big house out there. Me and like yeah. fourteen pit bulls. Come fucking tell me to sell my house when I got 14 in it. <laughs> There's
1: a couple that just bought a three bedroom house in Toronto that does not have kids. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you have two dogs. Those dogs we require do. space. Gordon Gordon needs some strutting room so
1: well especially with his cone he needs he needs more space than
0: yeah he can't back up properly anymore does he do
1: It's like Harley's <laughs> gotten to the
0: point where her hips are so bad she can't turn she just like backs up all the time like she'll <laughs> yeah. never turn around she just backs up
3: it's hilarious well, After that the Maitlands head into town to get some supplies from the hardware store that they own. So they're obviously not doing bad with money either. So it just makes me hate Jane even more that it's, like, it's not like a financial thing. She just has
0: something against them owning this house. She's probably jealous. She probably thinks she deserves it. It's probably a yeah. family home that's in the script and we just like don't hear half the stuff because Tim Burton's really fond of doing that. There's all this detail in like a script that like you never hear in the movie. Yeah, it's especially all this for... like, apocrypha afterwards. i like, fucking tv tropes or whatever
3: Ooh, i don't know in like 2021 i bet this movie would have been three hours long because that's how movies <laughs> are made these days <laughs> Everything
4: but is three hours everything's two oh
0: to three hours long but because we need lore that would fucking kill this movie like making absolutely. it any longer than like 100 minutes would fucking destroy it so
4: yeah, yeah
3: absolutely on their way home they are driving and swerve out of the way to not hit a very cute dog and they end up in the river. They cut to the Maitland home and they are
0: so Eight wet. minutes in, I just want to point out they're fucking dead and the plot is moving by 8 minutes into this <laughs> screenplay. Yeah. Like this thing is like snaps along like a goddamn bat out of hell.
1: It's yeah. so strangely paced. I'll talk it again. is. It's a very
0: weird paced movie cuz you don't meet like the title character to like halfway through basically.
3: Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not, he's the title character, but he's not really
0: the he's main character.
3: Best. He's a force of nature more than anything. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, but even then, you meet the Joker earlier than that, and like all the Batman movies, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, that's fair. and it's basically the same role of Beetlejuice plays here. It's just like, chaos agent. Let's go to
3: town. They got a lot of, like, world building to do in this place, though, because they've got a whole... Well, the, and that's where we get into... Yeah, we're setting up, like, the, the world of the dead now, so... Yeah, because they get into their house, and they realize something's off. They don't remember getting home. They're very disoriented. The fireplace farts at them and breathes fire at them, and they're just like, what the fuck is going on? Then Adam goes out to retrace his steps, and he walks into a fucking desert. They realize that they're kind of trapped in their own house because otherwise they're going to get eaten by giant sandworms. Which yeah. are really... Uh, don't Topical!
0: Because look- that's next week.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, very much not the Dune sandworms. Yeah, I was
0: gonna, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Different sandworms
3: than we're going to be talking yeah. about next week. So yeah. yeah, They pull Adam back and The 10 seconds that he's outside, we realize in Barbara's time it's two hours, and they're like, holy shit, something really weird's going on. And then they see the handbook for the recently deceased, and they realize, oh shit, we are probably dead. They start reading the book, and they're like, they can't make heads or tails of it. I think that maybe Adam shouldn't have been the first one to try to read it, because he really actually doesn't i don't cannot say that he's illiterate but he's not a great reader uh um, yeah, he's basically
1: he rocky from the rocky horror picture show like he, he's he's pretty he strikes a good like uh pose but that's about it
0: yeah yeah there's not yeah definitely. seems like a nice guy also you know what
1: i mean like just yeah. seems like a yeah. an affable chap i guess
3: yeah he's he's all
1: right i mean a lot nicer than fucking real life alec baldwin that's for fucking sure
3: yeah <laughs> like, you little pig what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh,
2: Alec Baldwin. Baldwin.
0: I'll forever love him just because of Jack Donaghy. You know, like that's a yeah. <laughs> role of a I lifetime. Mean, yeah. Um,
1: I don't know how much acting was done in that role.
0: <laughs> probably the, the parts where he was being nice to her were probably the parts that he was acting. Yeah. But, You know, still yeah. fucking hilarious. So.
1: Yeah. After
3: that, we get our first glimpse. Uh, like a, a a behind the head glimpse of our t- titular character who ha- is reading the obituaries and sees the Maitlands as prime target for his con.
1: Yeah, the obituaries, which he views as the employment section. The employment which is, section, which is yeah. so great,
3: very yeah. good.
1: So they decide. Well, nothing much
3: is happening, and like they're doing their thing they're trying to clean barbara can't keep up with the dust because weird shit is happening and adam's trying to make their model photo accurate to their funeral which i think is fucking hilarious morbid got but the, hilarious
0: yeah, yeah the, he's got the little morbid, wreaths
1: but also romantic yeah, yeah. romantic in a very y way <laughs> yeah, yeah that's
0: i mean this whole yeah. movie is keyed to his aesthetic pretty well Oh, yeah. this is
1: this movie is peak Tim Burton for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. This is the best, best of the best. Yeah, yeah, this is his best movie.
3: Yeah, and then enter the true antagonists of the film, the Dietzes and the gentrifiers, the gentrifiers. <laughs> yeah, the New York white
0: city folk. Honestly, New God, York yuppies.
3: 80s capitalist real estate yuppies from new york like the worst of the worst the <laughs> fucking bloodsuckers like closer to vampires than than tim burton's dark shadows got to vampires <laughs> if i'm being perfectly honest
0: that's not saying a lot because those vampires were re ridiculous. but at least it had
3: ava green you know, if you can't have Catherine O'Hara, you might as well have Eva Green, one or the I other. I always take
0: Eva Green, but I can always just watch Casino Royale, so there's That's that. That's true.
3: Yeah. So, let's see. Delia Dietz is ready to set the whole place on fire. That's played by Catherine O'Hara in
0: the role that endeared me to her to begin with. The role that she, like, has, like, kind of haphazardly won an emmy for also because like didn't she win a bunch of emmys for Shits creek and she's playing this character
1: yeah this like delia Dietz is 100 percent the proto moira rose that's actually
0: like the reason why i couldn't get through like episodes of Shits creek when i started watching it was i'm like she's just doing lydia or doing the thing for beetlejuice again and i can't i can't handle it like it's exactly the same character i love it so there you go yeah
3: in some part. and I love it. Have... In this in
0: particular, in this, like it works yeah. so well. It's oh, so, it's so good.
3: Then we have Charles, um, played by sex pest.
1: <laughs> so, fucking Jeffrey Jones, this is the second movie yeah. we talked about this yeah. year with fucking sec- noted pe- pedophile. Fucking Jeffrey Jones.
3: Yeah, he was everywhere in the '80s. Unfortunately, so we have to, and he like.
1: Yeah, we just we'll just have to like put off our Ferris Bueller day off episode for a couple of years so we can have a sex best break.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. We'll do those John Hughes movies at some point. I have to lust after
1: Molly Ringwald inappropriately, also. Yeah. So, I, yeah. just, I love Dutch. Dutch is such an underappreciated fucking John Hughes movie. Yeah. Mm, sure, anyway. go with that. So,
3: and then we get Lydia, who is played by Winona Ryder in one of
0: her. Uh, this is like a first is this her first big one? This is the first time I remember seeing Winona Rider. This is yeah, my, this first, is my first
1: time like becoming conscious of Winona Rider for sure.
2: Yes.
3: God, she's so, yeah. so from the very beginning wasn't she just like the most magnetic? I just love this. I love Winona Ryder a lot. Yeah, she's I'm, great. I'm not going
0: to I'm not going to comment any further than I already have on her. I love Whitney Ryder. <laughs> the only You're going to get a season or... desist letter at this point. I mean, eventually, somebody's going to come and fucking break my knees or something cuz yeah, I talk about her a lot. She's
1: my she's like the first girl I had a
0: crush on probably like celebrity wise.
1: Hmm. She did. She did two movies before this, but I don't recognize either of them. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is like the first like big thing.
0: Is one of them that Mermaids movie? Least liked? remember that no, fucking no, no. movie? It no,
4: was Mermaid's,
1: was, Mermaids was 1990.
0: Christina Ricci, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, like Christina the daughter,
1: Ricci.
0: The other yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That the and two Bob Hoskins from like the 90s, right? Like the yeah. like the two like goth girls from the 90s, like Winona oh, Ryder right. and Christina, Christina Ricci, Ricci, who ended up being in Sleepy Hollow as a Tim Burton goth girl. Well she was also like Wednesday Addams, right? For two Yeah, weeks. but that wasn't Tim Burton. So. Yeah. No. Should No, what? no. It, it felt How like... did he manage to do that? How did he manage to not do the Addams family actually? Cuz he was now doing with his about or it.
1: hands at the time.
0: Yeah. I think I would have rather had seen him do fucking uh, Addams family.
1: Although, you uh, know what? those Addams family movies are fucking fantastic though. Like Barry Sonnenfeld knocked those out like out the fucking park.
0: Yeah, he did a couple of decent movies at like in the in the nineties there, right? He did the Adams Family then he wrote over to Men in Black, did he not? Yeah. Like was that yeah. Two yeah. Big movies called, he did? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be fair, I don't to
3: fully for that.
0: Because really
3: Raul Julia and uh
1: Angelica, Angelica Houston. Houston
3: as Morticia were the ones who like the second
1: movie. Christopher Lloyd and Christopher Lloyd as Fester. Uh, okay, <laughs>
3: it's, it's just that so bad. badly written. I don't know, but also Joan Cusack
0: in as Debbie in the second film. Yes, Cusack <laughs> in everything, my friend, everything. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
1: right. I was a ballerina, delicate.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: So the next uh, character we get introduced to is Otho Delia's gayish spiritualist life coach interior designer. Gayish,
1: <laughs> like flaming hot. Gay yeah, gay well, designer. designer. Really
0: was. Yeah, yeah. So he passed away in 2010. Did you know he was dead? I didn't know he was dead.
1: Oh no, a oh, bunch yeah. of I did not know he. Yeah, he was also in a bunch of the. Wasn't he in a bunch of the um, Ernest movies too? Wasn't he? Yeah. This guy's—he's
0: got like the craziest career out of almost anybody in this movie, except for Sex Pest. Oh, he was, he was, he was the mayor of Halloween Town. Yeah, he's fucking in everything, man. He was—he was in Justice League Unlimited. He did more voice work than fucking uh, Frank Welker. That guy's done voice work. Oh, yeah, forever. he was
1: prolific on both movies, yeah. movies and TV. Mm-hmm. I did not realize he—he pla- he did the voice for uh, the Mayor of Halloween Town, but that totally yeah. tracks. Yeah.
0: Of course, he's a Tim Burton person. Like, yeah. what do you think happens? Tim Burton's one of those like production crew guys where like he just oh, yeah, drags he the, just same the same actors same yeah. yeah, forever, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. I was personally offended by Otho's woven blazer bolo tie combination at the beginning. I knew he was evil. <laughs> Even as a child, I knew that there was something off about this man. and I, I finally nailed it upon viewing it as an almost thirty six year old. It's the Aztec bolo tie situation fucking monstrous. It's the
4: weird
0: flat top he's got going on, too. Kind of uh, like this. Well, yeah, that throws me.
3: The aesthetic is unique, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> it just gets me. Yeah. so good
0: at the end.
1: Yeah. It feels very much like stereotypical, like, 90s, like, New York artsy gay kind of thing, yeah. right?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh,
3: yeah. Very that. And so the Maitlands are not happy that the Dietzes have come to take over their territory. And the Maitlands try to scare them away with various um, acts of horror, but the Deetses can't see them. So they're like, what the fuck do we do? And they end up crossing over into the... Afterlife bureaucracy.
0: <laughs> this is the best fucking sequence in like almost any movie ever made. Really? Yeah, like the do. afterlife in this movie is like
1: in the waiting room in particular. Yeah.
0: It's so great. Like well, so great.
3: Before that happens, like Barbara tries to run away because she's so like offended by the Dietz's attempt to change their house, like gut their house fully, and is not having any of it. So she runs out into the desert gets attacked by a sandworm and fucking punches it in the face without hesitation. Like, Barbara bad is a man. badass yeah.
4: in this yeah. movie.
3: She is, like, truly the, like, action heroine of this piece. Love her to death. Yeah, so, anyway, they go to the other side, and they end up... Transported to the afterlife, which is basically like the DMV or immigration, but slightly less hopeless because yeah. you're not waiting to die anymore. Yeah, it's it's
1: super. Acosta. Well, no, wouldn't it
0: be more hopeless because you can't just die anymore?
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: I mean you're just stuck there for eternity. At least, like, yeah. if you're at the DMV, you could just shoot yourself and it's over. Death yeah. is an
3: option. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, <laughs> the one- it's problem not is good. in
0: this movie, they legit tell you that like if you commit suicide, you end up in this bureaucracy
4: yes. so you're
1: fucked both
0: times
4: it, <laughs> really. it with
0: what one of my
3: one of my favorite lines in the movie if i knew then what i know now what i, know I now, would have had yeah. my little accident, little
4: accident. Up. A, wrist.
1: and i'm gonna brag here that like last month we literally got to walk through death's waiting room oh, thing, so good. including a character that comes out and like jumps out at you and does like if I'd known them, what I know now, I didn't know. I wouldn't have had my little, little accident, accident. and, the uh, and everything. Uh, yeah, Miss Argentina. Miss Argentina.
4: Yeah, I love her. that's so great.
1: Between
3: that and if you don't let me gut out this house, <laughs> that whole
0: uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara freakout.
3: Yeah. I will go insane, and I will take you with me!
0: It's so good. She has a line where she's, like, yelling at some dude as they're moving the stuff into the house, and she's like, tell me what you do so I can tell you the reason my husband's gonna it's fire gonna you fire. or something along those lines. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What? That's amazing. Like, you are such a bitch. Like,
4: they had to be ad-libbed. They had yeah, to just have, have no the no camera no
0: rolling no, no. while Catherine O'Hara was just going. Because yeah. that's totally a Catherine O'Hara line. That's not a Tim Absolutely. Burton line, right? It's no, Catherine O'Hara no. of like...
1: Yeah, and the whole it's sequence just of her like, screaming it's my, it's sculpture, as, yeah. not, oh, not as in the, it's my it's I yeah. made it, not as the yeah. L.I.O. yeah,
3: and or the, <laughs> when she uh, the sculpture crashes into her, and she's like, "Do you think I want to die like this? I don't it's want just, to die like this. It's this just is my art, and it's dangerous. It's it is so like high level camp from Catherine it's O'Hara. So just I every yeah, moment that fantastic. she's on screen is a joy. It's a yeah. utter joy." So, yeah, we find out uh, in the afterlife that the Maitlands are already fucking up real bad in terms of the haunting, and they <laughs> need to figure out figure their shit out. Juno, their caseworker, tells them as much as she reads them for Phil. <laughs> Juno's the
0: best, too. Yeah, like, she's this, hilarious. Like, every little yeah. bit part in this movie is fucking so well cast and stuff. Like, that yeah. that actress is fantastic. Like that whole bit about her being a mob lawyer and having her throat slit and shit like that. Yeah, As a dude who's like five episodes away from the end of Sopranos. That one that resonates with me right now for some (laughs) reason. Yeah, Gino uh,
3: gives them the business and tells them like as they were waiting in the afterlife, three months had passed or something in the house, and they. Enter their house again and realize that it doesn't look anything like it w- did before because the Dietzes have fully gotten their talons into it. They've totally Burtonized it, basically. <laughs> fully. That
2: slow realization that it's their house is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah.
3: Where they're just completely, like, deflated at that point and they just are. Astounded at the how hopeless everything is.
1: Yeah, just like the walls and everything that is painted like that same like modeled like spray paint fucking like stone tone or mm-hmm. whatever kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. God damn it! It was just Noss. everything just blends in together. Yeah, it's all flecked and
0: that weird floor with the fucking forced perspective shit all over it for no yeah. reason aside from just yeah. to be annoying too. Like <laughs> you know <laughs> that the only reason they did that it's is so because obnoxious. she thought it would be like obnoxious. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is such a, like, early 90s Memphis nightmare.
0: <laughs> it does kind of, like, ring of Pee-wee's playhouse, like, in hell, almost. Yeah, exactly. Like, the aesthetic yeah. of it, so.
3: Yeah. Oh, Juno also talks, uh, warns them away from Beetlejuice, yes. who has tried to make a name for himself, who was her ex-assistant, and made a it, name it for himself as a bio-exorcist, and said he could get rid of the living, and... Tells them to, like, figure your shit out and get rid of the Dietzes by yourself because Beetlejuice is a terrible idea.
0: (laughs) Or the best idea? We're not sure yet.
3: (laughs) They subsequently ignore that. So, we get back into the real world and Sex Pest is calling his boss to Mm. tell him about all of the real estate opportunities. He came to, or are they Maine? to relax connecticut connect connecticut right
1: winter garden connecticut or something yeah like that. connecticut
3: he came there to relax and get away from the city and then immediately starts seeing dollar signs everywhere he looks in terms <laughs> of real estate because he's a monster as well one another true villain of the piece and is trying to get his new york investors to come visit so they can see what he sees And so they plan a dinner party to get some cool New York people to come to Connecticut. And that goes, as a viewer, really friggin' well. (laughs) So the dinner party is on, and Barbara and Adam are like, what the fuck do we do? And they decide to summon Beetlejuice. And we get yet another amazing scene where we get to actually see Michael Keaton do his thing. And I just want to let us all react to the fact that Michael Keaton is a fucking genius in this. He's in this role. like,
0: this is his best. Like, I I've seen him in like almost everything. Like, he's in tons oh, yeah. of shit. This but is like, his he's, best role. Yeah. yeah, and like, how long is he on screen? Like, forty eight seconds or something like that. Like, something he's in like barely that. in this movie, right? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. It was he's got maybe maybe twenty minutes out of this like you know hour and a half movie. He's yeah. actually on
0: screen, and all he does the entire time is fight Catherine O'Hara for fucking. Screen presence, basically, like just yeah. like,
1: yeah, trying to outdo, outshine uh, both each other, fighting over the same piece of scenery, kind of. Yeah, thing. They're,
0: they're both yeah. chewing on, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, Beetlejuice clearly wants to maybe
3: fuck both of them, but definitely wants to fuck Barbara and <laughs> maybe kind of cuck Adam in the process. I don't know what's going on here, but there's there's a weird... definitely
0: a side of him that wants to get in with Alec Baldwin too. He just he yeah. wears his clothes and stuff, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's got a bit of Frank energy.
0: Yeah, sure. they get the fuck out of there because Beetlejuice
3: is. They realize immediately is it was a terrible idea and they should have listened to Juno. And then we get nice fucking model Hong Kong and um, <laughs> him driving
0: and crashing the car too, which is just fucking yeah
3: awesome stuff. Barbara being the quick learner that she is. So Beetlejuice uses his like ventriloquist power to speak through Barbara and she immediately takes it and runs with it as soon as they get back into their house and decides to possess the dinner party with Harry Belafonte in the other most amazing scene from this movie. I I couldn't choose what my favorite is at this point.
1: This viewing was the first time I realized that the the old dude in that scene is fucking Dick Cavett, fr- former host of the Tonight Show. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's... I just I'd never recognized Dick Cavett before. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. that's way before my fucking time. But like, I was looking it up this time. And I was like, holy shit!
3: I didn't know that there was an audio track beneath the Harry Belafonte song on this. I was listening, to, watching this with headphones on. And you can actually hear some of the actors singing under the music a little bit. Yeah. And it's really weird. Oh, it's yeah. kind of funny.
0: I want to hear like an isolated audio version of it because it's like... It comes through on some of the surround channels in the new, like the 4K <laughs> mix. Yeah. Like you can hear it real subtly if you get close to your your front center we channel. We streamed on
1: Netflix, but we didn't have it on like really loud or anything. I a
0: cranked when I watched it last night, and I was like, "Do I hear Catherine O'Hara singing it along with like the thing?" And yeah, you do. It comes through like the front, kind of comes through like the front. Like that might be what's coming through the Atmos. I mean, she's like a trained vocalist. Well, yeah, Yeah. but either way, yeah, I could hear it too, and I was like, "That's really weird, but cool." Yeah, the Deo banana boat dance
3: sequence and Catherine O'Hara's mugging throughout the entire it's just everything everyone, about it is perfect. everyone Everyone's is there yeah, like, yeah yeah
1: like this. doing the like i'm doing this but i don't know why i'm doing this is just yeah
3: beautiful. so good and winona rider's reactions off in the corner are fabulous as well -hmm. Living my life while I'm watching this, so they go back upstairs and expect the entire party to run screaming. But the New York yuppies see a financial opportunity, and capitalism again—the true villain of the piece, because because yes, so
0: there's such a pair of rubes too that they think this is going to send these like New Yorkers who've seen The Exorcist 40 times like running out of the, like you know (laughs) what I mean, like. These yeah. people have seen horrible shit. So like yeah. they live in New York City. Like your dance routine's not gonna scare them.
3: Yeah, they're so
0: blasé about everything that yeah. it's just, it's
3: pretty bad. They realize that the ghost can't be manipulated as such, and a bunch of the guests leave and tell Delia to fuck off, basically, which she deserves,
0: but also ouch. It's funny how much they shit on her for, like, being... Like, she's a terrible artist. Like, those sculptures are actually pretty good. Like, I I was gonna say the same thing. I fucking... Like,
3: those are so memorable. Like, I will never forget those sculptures, you know? Even from a technical standpoint,
0: they're actually, like, quite well-made.
1: Well, that's because they're they're Tim Burton designs, not fucking Delia Dietz designs. Yeah, they're actually, like,
0: designed by his workshop and stuff, so... Yeah. They make effective creatures later on, too, right? Like, you you see them come to life later, so... So...
3: Most of the guests leaves. they go into the attic, and Otho gets his hand on the handbook for the recently deceased, which is bad news. But then Beetlejuice attacks in the snake scene, which, even though the special effects have not held up, the atmosphere of it really has. And mm-hmm. Beetlejuice turns into a giant fucking snake and attacks all of the deetses and nearly kills Charles by dropping him off of the... Oh, darn. It would have been terrible. Yeah. Sadness. (laughs) He goes for Lydia, and Barbara sends him back. And Lydia is obviously traumatized by what has happened and thinks that Barbara and Adam are responsible, which they kind of are. They were told not to summon him, and they did anyway. So that's your own goddamn fault. And then Barbara and Adam decide to tell Beetlejuice to stop doing that and he goes off to the magically made strip club that he created the, strip club and the, the, model. Yeah. the model the dante's inferno room which it's just is fucking conditioned air how has
1: nobody made that strip club into real life at this point like oh. it's just so easy someone nobody has made free.
3: that into a sexy halloween haunted house i hope someone has
1: done oh, that God. absolutely yeah that would be... No, that that wasn't part of the ha- Beetlejuice Haunted House, was it? Yeah, it was. yeah, Firm- it was. Oh, yeah. It was. it was. It was
2: the last thing that you walked through.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: God, yeah. that Beetlejuice Haunted House was so fucking good. Oh, you got man. to
1: walk, like, past his grave in the model with, like, the grass that was, like, actually like, the foam core kind of, like, stuff and everything, and
2: they yeah, also so had wonderful. like the full model it was so good
1: yeah they had the full mo- you walked through the attic at one point with like the whole model
2: To oh the- i wish i could have seen that oh yeah that's so good that's so it good. was worth waiting a- an hour for
1: there's videos all over youtube so yeah go it's not quite the same but like go look at yeah. those videos if you want to see what that house yeah. Like. So
3: after that, as soon as Beetlejuice absconds into the strip club, Juno magics them back into the afterlife and is super pissed because she cannot have a routine haunting giving proof of the afterlife. I think they're probably just all afraid of getting exercised because didn't mention that um, dead people can die in this reality and they can go to a place called the Lost Souls Room, which looks like some kind of horrible limbo where you're like floating in nothingness forever or something
1: extra death
3: yeah it's like double death double down death like yeah so
1: double super secret probation death
3: yeah definitely it's not good (laughs) so they had to plan to get the deetses out by transforming themselves into hideous monsters which is still a pretty cool scene and has some good makeup work in it i think yeah Stop they, motion work in that and yeah, and stop motion yeah. work. But the first person that they run into is Lydia, and they're like, "We don't want to do this. We don't want to scare her because we really like this girl, and we want her to stick around." This is, and so things get more complicated. But then Charles, Delia, and Otho decide to get Maxie Dean, the big investor, to come to Connecticut Robert to see the Goulet. ghost.
1: Robert
3: Goulet! yes,
0: the great Robert Goulet. So many Canadian people in this movie. Yeah. Because like, yeah. Catherine O'Hara is Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: so Otho has uh, studied up and decided that he's an exorcist now. And so he's going to exercise, like, summon them by doing an exorcism, which is not great for the Maitlands. No,
1: that's not how that works. That's not <laughs> how any of this works. Yeah.
3: So Otho starts the ritual with everyone looking on and the... Maitland's start decomposing and getting sent to the Lost Souls room. But Lydia decides to get Beetlejuice in the mix and agrees. And one of the weirder parts to marry Beetlejuice, because Beetlejuice says that if he wants to be free, he needs to marry someone in the real world. So he can just do things bullshit. in the real He's world.
1: just a fucking pervert that wants to bang this underage girl.
3: Yeah, but also it kind Let's of makes... Be honest. It makes a weird kind of sense because of the weird bureaucracy and rules surrounding the afterlife that this would be a loophole in the the handbook that he could exploit, but it's not really mentioned at all in the rest of the movie, so this might be lore or headcanon talking, but either way.
1: I, I feel like this is just like Jeffrey Jones' contribution to the script. He's like, <laughs> You know what this movie needs? It's fucking pedophilia!
3: <laughs> Oh, ouch. <laughs> but well-deserved. Yeah. So, Beetlejuice goes full fucking ham on Maxie Dean and his wife and
0: the Dietzes and Otho. So, I have a question. What happens to them? Because they, like, get shot through the fucking ceiling in the... But uh, then they're back.
1: They're, they're back bad. in, like, the... Are they yeah. back? Yeah. yeah. They, they come back, like, right before the end, right? Because it shows, like, Delia showing Charles one of her new sculptures, which no, is based, no, no, on, based on Beetlejuice
2: the 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 maxie dean and his maxie wife maxie dean
3: and his wife yeah like they yeah. they're,
2: they're dead they're they're gone
3: yeah they're just dead yeah. yeah i'm i'm pretty sure that they are they're they're fully dead like yeah, i think that 100% yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah he transforms into like the best potential halloween cosplay ever which i have seen pictures of in real life of people doing this cosplay as beetlejuice oh, yeah. Carousel, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the inflatable yeah hammer arms
1: too oh yeah
3: so cool (laughs) so fucking cool i like it's an image that will never leave my mind is that
1: whole with with the uh, hammer the hammer yeah
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. step right up attention kmart shoppers i'm trying to find like a good detailed like model of that to use it for like a beetlejuice alternative movie poster and like it's impossible to find that full detail like well because they only ever show it
1: in parts right like it's it's implied, and it's one of those things where you put it, you put it together in your brain due to the yeah. editing. It's yeah.
0: like you no, know, it very much is that because I've I've gone through like cuts trying to like find a good angle where everything kind of works together, and like there isn't. So I'm like, I got to, i got 3D this fucking thing. <laughs> it just sucks.
4: So. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. So Beetlejuice actually does save the day and saves the Maitlands from being exercised fully, but then he decides that he really is going to follow through with marrying Lydia and the Maitlands. Try their best to stop him by saying his name three times and failing multiple times at doing that. A weird scene where Adam's teeth are trying to talk for him, and then <laughs> yeah, Beetlejuice is dancing. Yeah, it's it. At that point,
0: I was you're on board for anything. So, yeah. I well, I mean, know. like. They, they introduce this whole movie in this Looney Tunes by the time Beetlejuice really, like, gets <laughs> yeah. going, right? Because they're yeah. using the sound effects and everything. Like, they, they yeah, indicate the it to you music. with the sound yeah. effects. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally, it is
3: Barbara who saves the day by riding a fucking sandworm right through the roof and eating, having Beetlejuice eaten alive right before the ceremony is over. And they somehow find some common ground for with their love of Lydia. And the Dietzes and the Maitlands live happily ever after. So the Maitlands have to parent Lydia in the real way and the Dietzes get to do whatever they want, I guess. But everyone seems happy, so it's fine. It's
0: like she's not way better off with Gina Davis as her mother parent than than either Sex
1: Pest or... than Delia Dietz as her stepmom.
0: And Delia Dietz especially. Like, yeah. Yeah, in universe fully, yeah. I'm not saying Adam Bolt, like, you know, Adam or whatever the character's name is. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah Alec Baldwin. Sorry, it's Alec Baldwin, Alec, Alec. Alec
1: who has the name in yeah. the movie of one of his, one of the lesser Baldwin brothers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I was just thinking, like he looks so much not at all like his brother Daniel, who was just in this episode of The Sopranos. I was watching the other night, and I was like, yeah. well, how many of these fucking brothers are there? There's like six of them. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Steve, so, Steve, yeah. Adam, Billy, uh, Billy. Well, it's not Adam. It's Alec. It's Alec. Is there an Adam
1: Baldwin? Too? There is no, an Adam cause... Baldwin too. Adam
0: Baldwin's the dude from Firefly. There, he's not a Baldwin Baldwin. He's just oh, got the name Baldwin.
1: Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That. He's also a douchebag.
1: That, that
3: piece of so, shit. Yeah. 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 That garbage man. So yeah. yeah. So the movie ends on a happy note where Lydia gets to have supernatural dance-offs with. Harry Belafonte music, we all yeah. jump in the line and dance with ghost football players, and we all live happily ever after.
1: The end. Yeah. Oh yeah, the... I believe it.
0: Well, there is a little epilogue where we see Beetlejuice get his head shrunk by oh, the, yeah. 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 the people in the waiting room.
1: Because he steals somebody else's uh, number. Placed yep. yeah line.
0: Yep.
4: Yeah, in which doctor shrinks? Yeah,
3: around. and some of the like the special effects did, that did not hold up yeah, very well in the up. last. 30, no, 40 no, that years. that
4: one
1: does not work in 1080p.
0: <laughs> no, I mean it didn't work in 4k either. Let me tell you what. But uh, <laughs> no you know what works in 4k uh, is Michael Keaton because he's fucking hilarious in yeah. that whole bit. So that's yeah. what kind of holds that whole. I mean, actually, it's kind of what holds the whole movie together is Catherine O'Hara and, and Michael Keaton. But I mean, yeah. that's. Need the heater there. So that's yeah. the plot of Beetlejuice. Thank you, Paul, for getting You're us welcome. through that. It it was my pleasure. I'm honestly. sure. <laughs> Paul's wanted to do that for like three years on the podcast. So I'm <laughs> glad we finally Beelgeuse. got through that. Yeah. What do you guys want to talk about? Like, what's the like? Here's my question, Alicia. Why did you want to join us for this episode? Usually, the last thing we have to like fucking torture Alicia to get her to like sit down for two minutes and talk to us to volunteer for an episode. What's up with that? <laughs>
2: I hadn't watched Beetlejuice this year yet and Tim was going to watch it and he was like, do you want to be on the podcast? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll I'll do that. I mean, I I... so I came to Beetlejuice a little late. Like I my first exposure to Beetlejuice was the animated series. Same. And, and I didn't actually watch the movie until I was a teenager, I believe. And um, it, it really made me rethink a lot of what happened in the animated series.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. a
3: lot of that. Yeah. Beetlejuice as like her pseudo imaginary friend who's like her adventure pal and not the dead man who's trying to get in her panties is. Yeah. It, there's a lot going on there.
2: Yeah, and I'm a little uncomfortable with the movie in in a lot of ways because of how I came to it and like how Beetlejuice is, you know, like a borderline he's a pedophile, ball.
0: you can just say it. Well, it's, it's not funny.
2: even it's not even just that he's a pedophile and I can't believe I just said just a pedophile, but he's just like, <laughs> um, just broadly adjacent or actually committing sexual assault and that that like makes me very uncomfortable and i it also makes me uncomfortable because i still love this movie even though that is definitely a thing that's happening
3: well this movie doesn't endorse his behavior at all in any way like
2: and and at the same
3: time like is it played for laughs yes but it's only to show like how degraded his character is like yeah, as a, a whole
1: total bag. he's a yeah. sleazebag
3: and totally unapologetic about it it is entirely his persona that he is the worst possible thing like th- he's seen the exorcist over 50 freaking times and keeps getting funnier you know like
2: it's <laughs> i mean to be actually... fair the exorcist is funny
1: unless you're marked in which case it is traumatizing yeah deeply deeply traumatized
0: deeply it still troubles me greatly that movie but that's fine
3: yeah i i find the humor in priests trying to help children as opposed to what they usually do it's yeah
1: i mean when you you frame it that way it's
0: a lot Wait,
1: I can't say it's funnier
0: when you frame it that way without sounding horrible, right? Like hey, I, say something I mean, else. Oh, happy Halloween, guys. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Paul. I'm glad you guys came on the podcast this week because I just sound horrible. That's
1: great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. it got real quiet, real quick there. <laughs> like the
0: fucking, like, <laughs> pregnantest pause that's ever happened on this podcast. That's... Oh, I hope not pregnant, but... oh, oh. 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 <laughs>
2: Oh. You said it.
0: <laughs> you're a fucking monster. I hate you, Paul. <laughs> anyway.
2: Anyway, yeah, like squaring this like hideous character with the character I had already grown to love in the animated series is a little difficult.
0: <laughs> I can see that. It's difficult, especially because like you come back to it and you're still like it's still a magnificent Michael Keaton performance.
2: Right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> so insane. So it's so <laughs> He's good. so great. He's so like, great. The mix. role
0: That's
1: was awesome. made, like fucking tailor made for Michael Keaton. 100%. Oh my God. This movie does not exist without Michael Keaton's performance. Yeah. like I, he, I think it is so probably good. 100% my favorite role that he has ever done. He is, I don't know what this says about Michael Keaton, but he is so well suited to this like perfect mix of sleazy, cheesy, gross out and like weird, uncomfortable charisma kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. And just, like, the layer of sinister
3: that just kind of broils underneath, too. Because he's like, yeah, there's just, yeah. There's a lot of dimension that he brings in a really small amount of time because he's just, like, that good of... He's good at acting with his eyes, I noticed in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And his tone of voice always... And eyebrows. His voice modulates between growly in a funny way and in an angry way like very easily and so you can't really tell where he registers at so it kind of does both at the same time and it's really cool i don't know It's just something i noticed while i was watching and it just made it endeared me to the performance even more i guess it's really yeah. good he's just great
1: yeah like i said during the synopsis like this is one of two movies that could be described as like peak tim burton for me like if someone asked me to suggest them the movie that best captures Tim Burton's aesthetic, it would be either Beetlejuice or Edward Scissorhands. Mm. Like one of those two easily. Like there's nothing else that like totally encapsulates his storytelling and his aesthetic the way that these two movies do.
0: I think my, my main problem is like, I find Edward Scissorhands so cloying that I have to go to Beetlejuice. I
1: love, I love Edward Scissorhands.
0: It's... Yeah, it's totally like the opposite of something I would like because it's like a fairy tale, basically, yeah, right? Like, yeah. Edward Scissor Hands is like it's a, a fucked piece. up fairy tale. But, it's a, I mean, yeah, but it's still, a fairy, fuck. Tale, it's still yeah. a fairy tale. Whereas, like, this is just like, I don't even know how to describe this. Like, this is like sci fi horror. It's or, a like, fucking
1: fever dream, basically. Yeah,
0: like, it's like this is this movie, like, really, it's like an acid trip in a lot of ways where, like, <laughs> you're getting to visit the afterlife and it's like an MC Escher painting mm-hmm. via Tim Burton and, like, yeah. Everything is fucked up, and then you've got Catherine O'Hara just screaming at the top of her fucking lungs for like 90 (laughs) minutes. Michael Keaton shows up for 10 minutes here and there and just like blows the fucking walls off of everything because he's oh my god, yeah, like the nice fucking model line, like that. I still fucking laugh at the Hong Kong shit, like I'm a 10 year old, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why, but I still laugh at that, so I don't know. Yeah, this movie's fantastic.
3: It's funny to oh. call this peak Tim Burton, though, considering that it's his, his first est- movie, isn't it? It's like, is really.
1: His Big Adventure was the right, a- yeah, first, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then this after that kind of thing, yeah.
3: Because my perception of Tim Burton's aesthetic shifted a lot towards his, like, Victorian stuff. Of course. Brian I and- think his it's better, like-, like, his, like, 50s, 60s suburban or, like, this 80s yuppie nightmare that he's got going on is a lot more compelling to me than his Alice in Wonderland, Sweeney Todd kind of aesthetic that he's got. It Like, the, the Sweeney Todd thing looks cool and beautiful, and it's got that kind of, like, <laughs> traditionally gothic feeling to it. But there's something about the corporate gothic or, like, the creepy sameness of all the houses in Edward Scissorhands that gives... there's just more to play with there and it's more fun to like think of the horror behind that than like the very obvious like spooky mansion kind of thing you
0: know no I I completely agree and that's part of probably part of the reason why like Tim Burton stuff kind of falls off for me because I think his aesthetic works when you're kind of mixing it with the mundane like you have the even with like Batman right like the aesthetic of Tim Burton it's only kind of coming in from the edges Batman is still a, it's still not supernatural, like, it's not weird that crazy, it's still a city, like, you're still expected to believe it, but like, this is just, like, you're giving rules to the afterlife and it, you know, like, it's just weird. Everything's weird about this movie. Everything goes nuts within two minutes of this movie, right? Because even, like, the way he shoots it is bizarre. Like, he's using different lens filters as they, after they die, and, like, he's doing all kinds of weird stuff with, like, camera angles and shit to indicate how weird feeling everything is. Something well, only Tim Burton yeah. seems to be able to do is like make everything weird. Like, because even this, where it's either just in the house and the house is very plain, right? Like, they haven't done anything to the house to make it Tim Burton y yet in the first half of the movie until they kind of go to the afterlife and yeah. then they come back and the house has been renovated. Right. Like up till that point, it's very mundane. But when they die, the house starts to feel. Way yeah. more oppressive. Also, like it gets dark and there's shadows everywhere all of a sudden. And yeah, like, the
3: the lighting, the the angle, like it gets
0: that cool filter over it. Like everything becomes very like kind of blanked out and washed out a little bit after they die. So like it's just little things you notice that like you probably wouldn't think of, but somebody like some DP got forced to think about it. Basically. Yeah. So
3: It's that attention to detail that I think is missing in modern Tim Burton. I mean, like, it's just uh,
0: like, because you're in a house and it's a modern house that you recognize as a modern house. Whereas when you go to those movies, and this is the point I was trying to make, is that like all that shit's foreign and ancient or whatever. mm -hmm. So he can just really fling his aesthetic at it and you're not mixing his aesthetic with the mundane. You don't have it's a just,
1: reference for that. Yeah,
0: it's just yeah. pure his aesthetic, and it's like, oh, who gives a shit anymore? Because you're not getting a reference against something else, right? There's no contrast. That's yeah. the word. Contrast <clears> is throat> what throat> I was looking for.
2: All right, so, so um, I, I'm going to call myself out right now. I didn't actually realize this was a Tim Burton movie until I watched it this time. And when we oh, were wow. watching, it and I was like, wow, this really seems like Tim Burton. And then I looked it up, and it was. And <laughs> I, I think... I think what is what has happened in between like this movie and like modern Tim Burton movies uh, completely taking away all of the stop motion animation, because those are all brilliant movies, every single one of them, is that Tim Burton has become very masturbatory in the same way that, of course, I'm going to bring this back to Lord of the Rings, Peter Jackson, Peter did, Jackson. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings movies, amazing, great movies, The Hobbit movies, someone needed to fucking rein him in. And I think it's the same thing Somebody with Tim Burton. Somebody needed
1: to stroke him off before every day on set, basically, but, is, is what needed to happen, right? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Somebody needed to fucking, yeah, tell him yeah. no. And <laughs> nobody did.
2: Yeah, yeah, but like with Tim Burton's like movies now, what do you think about? You think about, like, creepy shit Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Every yeah. single fucking movie he puts out, that's Johnny just Depp, what it is basically. now.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Yeah, cuz even the movies that don't have Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp like uh I tried to watch his Dumbo. Oh boy, guys. Oh, oh boy. I I, I, <laughs> oh no. I, I remember you telling that. us
0: about it actually. You you mentioned it on the podcast while you were still on. Oh. You talked about it at one point and it was oh,
3: uh, it's n- yeah. no, don't. It's it's the worst. It's awful in so many ways and like it's just Everything that, if you need a primer on what has gone wrong with Tim Burton, like, Dumbo is a good place to start, but Dark Shadows would be another place where you get the suburban yeah. contrast, but it's like he's forgotten what made it compelling and good. And so the movie it leans so heavily on Johnny Depp's wacky performance, which is awful just awful (laughs) to think that he was like the actor for such a long time for so many people in like the late 2000s i i don't know i don't know but yeah tim burton is masturbatory is definitely the word alicia like man no one can tell him no because his movies just make bank or used to make bank i don't know if they still
0: do but (laughs) that's the problem that's why he's kind of like yeah doing dumbo basically like doing corporate work like that yeah, and that's work for higher work, right? Like he's not. Yeah, they hired him for his name to help it, but like that's Disney selling it. Yeah, you don't go to do Dumbo, right? If you're like, Chris Nolan's not doing Dumbo, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see Chris Nolan's Dumbo. Let's let's make <laughs> it happen. <laughs> I'd rather watch that than Burton's Dumbo, probably because it's Chris, no- or not, but it's Chris Nolan, right? So I mean,
4: yeah,
3: yeah. Well, uh, you wouldn't be able to understand anything anyone's saying anyway. So,
4: anyways,
1: oh. Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. I, I did mention earlier that Beetlejuice is just a really strangely paced movie. It does not follow the usual story structure of any fucking movie. Like, it's in some ways kind of feels like two movies, like, maybe squeezed together. Or in some ways, it feels like a series of vignettes rather than, like, your traditional, like, here's act one, here's act two, here's act three kind of movie. But even though it breaks those conventions, it still somehow fucking works, which is baffling but also part of the the genius of it i think like what i can and this is just my
0: educated guess is i feel like editing saved this movie because it feels yeah. like there's a lot of shit that was probably like excised out of it to keep it like just make it as tight as possible yeah it
1: feels longer than 90 minutes for sure like it, it feel this movie feels like it's maybe closer to two hours from- yeah like if if I were to if you were just to ask me straight out like how long is Beetlejuice I would tell you like hour forty five hour fifty something like that but no it's like ninety minutes yeah. but like it's just so like just also well, dense pretty. yeah it's so dense exactly it's yeah it's packed so fucking full that it that feel like those ninety minutes like just feel longer in a good way not in not a good in way my, yeah my God, this feels like it needs to be shorter kind of thing
3: I feel like every there's no wasted time and maybe it is because the editing is so tight is that like every every moment really counts in this movie like there's so much character building in different moments they show rather than tell like it took me a while to realize to like put together that barbara had learned the voice projection trick from beetlejuice just in that previous scene like oh that's why she got so excited about going to haunt the Dietz's dinner party because she had picked Mm -hmm. it up so quickly and I'm like, oh, that's a really good character beat moment that I didn't really think about before. It's like, oh, they're showing rather than telling that she's a fast learner and that she's got her shit together, but they don't actually say, oh, wow, you're so... Because movies today would be like, oh, I have figured out this thing that he has done, and there yeah. would have been an exposition dump about it. But th- this movie does not have time for that. It has too much to do. Yeah, it just, and it just feels that, you know,
0: natural. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot of exposition in this movie also, right? Yeah, like, there is, constantly like... Constantly explaining the rules of, like, what's going on to afterlife. you, too. Yeah. But, like, it never feels like... You never feel like you're sitting there just, like, listening to exposition, either. Like, it feels like it's part of the scene. It's entertaining so. actually. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. the trick that they
3: um where they're explaining the things from the the handbook and the the ones are just super frustrated about it because it's like reading uh, what stereo instructions? Stereo instructions. Yeah, stereo instructions yeah. Yeah. Those, yeah, Yeah. And they're like we I understand what they're saying. Like if you have basic like basic knowledge of I don't know, like sci fi films and stuff like that, what they're saying doesn't sound that difficult to understand but like they are rubes like they're bumpkins basically yeah yeah like they're connecticut squares and they don't get it and then lydia comes in and she's like i've read this front to back and
1: i get it it's fine so i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this around to performances then since we're talking characters like lydia Dietz is just absolute fucking goals for me like i just love her level of endearing ennui it's just so fucking good. It adds so much to the movie overall. I was a little bit like,
3: so when she goes into that thing about I myself am strange and unusual,
0: I was like, oh, I is it. this a bad line read? And I'm like, no, this is the perfect line read,
4: perfect.
3: actually. Yeah. yeah,
0: It's the perfect line read for the awkward fucking teenage girl who's pretending yeah. to be goth, right? Like For just figuring out how to be goth, I guess. Like in her first yeah. I'm now goth phase kind of thing. Right, and it, it sounds like a yeah. It sounds exactly like my first goth, and I'm telling somebody that I'm goth for the yeah, first time. I'm,
2: I'm trying too hard. It's classic. just yeah, I'm doing 100%. this as hard as I possibly fucking can. Yeah, yeah. Just 100% get me to her. the topic right now.
1: Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and
0: that was the like my fucking one my chemical romance. CD just needs to get, like, flung at me, basically. That yeah. that
1: was the one big hero scene that they gave Lydia in the, in the haunted house was her popping out, like, saying, doing, like, the very dramatic flair, like, I myself am strange and unusual kind of yeah. thing. And it was yeah. just perfect. Like, that is that character encapsulated in one line kind of thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But she, like her her externess is really endearing. Like when she's writing her suicide note, like it's very dramatic and it's
0: <laughs> yeah. very it's, it's like funny though, It's like, just weird to say. Yeah, yeah. Because she's
4: like what picking different, different, different words and about, and, yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah, like rewriting her own suicide note. You're kind of chuckling at like the oh my god, this is such a teenage girl thing to do. Like you're yeah, laughing yeah. at it, but at the same time, she is writing a suicide note. It's and like, just very... the humor in this movie, obviously, like just. Bleak as all fuck, right? Like, and yeah. that's
1: another one of those things that I feel like Tim Burton does so well is like really walks occasionally, that line between, yeah, yeah, between horror or between like you know, you know, emotional despair and stuff like that and humor kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really
2: when she crossed out the word "jumped" and then wrote "plummeted." Plummeted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Plummeted. Yeah. You can yeah. tell that she's only in it for the drama at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent.
2: Well, because um, she,
3: she knows the the rules now, and so she knows that there isn't as much to... Or she thinks that there isn't as much to lose.
1: Yeah, she figures she'll still be around. Kind of Yeah,
3: thing. she gets a wake-up call later, which, like, that's one of the things I like about the character as well, is that she becomes more, like, realistic and kind of joins the living world again near the end of the movie. And it feels earned, like, at the end where Lydia is full of life because she's surrounded by death. Like she's in her in her element to the nth degree, and she just is having a good time dancing and floating in the air. Like and Wynnone Ryder giving it her all. Young Wynone Ryder just proving that all of the potential was there and that the whole shoplifting thing was blown way out of proportion. And I'll never stop being mad about that, because she lost out on a lot of good acting years because of it. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. Who else is great? literally everyone (laughs) so i'm gonna this may be an unpopular opinion i'm gonna say alec baldwin and gina davis are both fine yeah they don't they don't blow away their roles or anything like that but they're competent they do their jobs they're both pretty endearing i don't get a crazy amount of chemistry between them like I get a little bit but not like Oh my god, this is the perfect couple, or whatever. She
0: eventually kind of looks tired of him by the end of the movie, but like that's, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine being around Alec Baldwin for extended <laughs> periods of time would make me fucking sick. Of so, like, stuff. so
1: like, so like, you know, and this is in comparison to like fucking Winona Ryder and fucking and Michael Keaton and Catherine O'Hara kind of thing, right? Who are all knocking it out of the goddamn park. Like by comparison, they're just serviceable.
0: Absolutely, and they because they have the worst. They're the straight men. The entire time, yeah. they have they have the worst job in this movie, which is being this straight man to Michael Keaton and Catherine O'Hara, <laughs> which like that kind of sucks to be like in that role, and like they do it. I think, see, I find Gina Davis way more like endearing in this movie than I do Alec Baldwin, but like I don't overly find Alec Baldwin to be endearing in anything. So yeah, I mean, except for as Jack Donaghy. So there's that,
1: and that's part of the genius of this movie for me is the fact that like they so successfully make you root for the ghosts what in any other horror movie would be the villains right like yeah. in here they're making you vote for, or root for the fucking dead people which is a nice change of pace like and that is another thing that Burton tends to do really well is he manages to make you sympathize with those creepy outcast characters.
3: Yeah. One of my favorite parts where he does that is when they first go into the, the afterlife in the waiting room. And Barbara says, is this what happens when you die? And then Miss Argentina goes off on them. Like, this is what happens when you die. This is what happens when they they die. And really just like, She's so annoyed with their small-mindedness naivete like and, yeah. yeah their naivete and like all these people in the afterlife are already so over it because like they've heard it all before they've been and they've heard there for it for decades. <laughs> yeah, I think that Gina Davis did a really good job of playing the straight man and like they showed a little bit of excitement when they there's a scene near the beginning of the movie that really made me love gina davis early on where she's watching delia gut her house and she just looks at her so angry she says i'm gonna get her and i was yeah. just like i love that line it's so good it's i think so that's lovely. probably
0: the line that i always think about when i'm like i like her in this movie because like she she just looks really fucking irritated with Catherine in that moment and i'm like <laughs> yeah i believe yeah. it i can yeah. buy it <laughs> yeah
3: Yeah, but yeah, I agree that, like, I don't think they're meant to be, like, the standout characters, but there are moments where at least Gina Davis and Barbara get to, like, Adam is kind of funny. The whole he can't read thing was an interesting choice, but, like, Beetleguice and the
0: recently diseased... Diseased, yeah. 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 Or even and, just like she's so quick to pick up like the the supernatural stuff, right? Like she reverts back to her natural appearance while he's still struggling with his nose and shit. His nose, like yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. like he's such a do like dupe that he doesn't get it. whereas <laughs> she just kind of like really quickly kind of snaps into stuff. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like she, he he was a sympathy lay and he's just really hot, so she just stuck with him. Is basically where my opinion on their that mm-hmm. was a couple that's <laughs> kind of fallen. So yeah. yeah. He's like the well intentioned nice guy with like a six pack. So you're just like, eh, yeah, he's dumb, but like everything else works. So great. Yeah, fair. <laughs> and I mean, I guess. The, and our the, kids are going to be beautiful because like, sweet Jesus. Right? If
3: they decide to have any.
0: Well, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. like, they're, they're obviously, they've taught, they're talking about like trying again and stuff. Trying and again. Yeah, so. for sure.
3: Well, and to be fair, they do end up with a beautiful child because Wynona Ryder is their adopted child, so well, that's and that's true. The,
1: like, looking at this in this point in my life, I love this as the story of a couple that's taking out all the fucking fantastical elements as the story of a couple that's having trouble, having kids of their own and end up in this, like, weird but like, functional blended family with ghost parents and Lydia as their adopted daughter. Like, I just that's heartwarming for me and 2021 kind of thing right like is like oh my god like yeah families can work even if they're not traditional kind of
4: thing
2: yeah saving this girl from a really dysfunctional family yeah Yeah, exactly
1: yeah and that's the other part of that too is like the whole does such a good job of bringing in like the fucking like the dysfunction of the gentrifiers and everything is the enemies like the the small town creepy shit is the horror in this fucking movie like between the nosy neighbors and like the, one of the creepiest things in this watch through for me was like that rambling gossiping, like barber dude who oh, like yeah. clearly knows the whole fucking city's business. I'm like, that is unsettling to me. Like this guy that's just rambling off like fucking like the whole fucking town's business and shit like that. I was not okay with that. Yeah. And then the gentrifiers from the city, obviously like that's all the real horror. Like the, on this walkthrough, through the one thing that it, it made me want to watch the burbs again after this. Mm. Like that Tom Hanks it. movie where yeah. Yeah, yeah, where like he ends up like basically convincing himself that his neighbors in, are in like a satanic cult or whatever, but ultimately he's the fucking asshole yeah. in the
0: movie. Even though they yeah. are in a satanic cult at the end of the movie, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like yeah. they actually are horrible people or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Burbs is a movie I haven't seen in a long time. Is that Chris? Oh, it's not Christopher Lloyd. I always think that the other dude is Christopher Lloyd, the crazy hair guy, but it's not.
1: Oh no, that Rick, the older dude. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. The the whole thing about like the afterlife being kind of a neutral thing in this movie, and like haunting being an optional thing. Oh yeah. Where you know, like, if you only haunt a family that you want to get rid of, otherwise you just shut up and like deal with it. But like. Mm -hmm which is it's petty and hilarious like that line that juno says like thank god that you didn't die in italy or something like that it was just like
1: (laughs) ouch no i I love the whole vision of the afterlife in this movie like the it's that that kafka-esque kind of quality and that the afterlife is just this fucking tangled like web of bureaucracy is just beautiful i love that
0: yeah and it makes way too much sense for it to be like that, too, like, <laughs> yeah. in terms of... And it works so well for this movie, like, to give this movie, like, like a basis in, like, reality that you can at least kind of, like, wrap your head around kind of thing. Like, Everyone knows that very, feeling of waiting yeah, in that it, waiting room. It very quickly, like, kind of uses that as shorthand to get you, like, where you need to be in terms of the story and stuff, like, yeah. reacting to the story, which I think is... Yeah, yeah really the visual great.
3: storytelling in this movie is... Yeah, incredible. Like they do do exposition dumps, but even when they do, it's like they're it's just really good acting. Like when Juno talks about Beetlejuice, like the the way the music changes, very like yeah, and, and the Danny Elfman score bounces in oh, a shit. little bit, and oh, which right. talk the score which we not about. This is going fucking... to give me an
1: opportunity. Yes, I have to blow this fucking Danny Elfman score. Because, yeah. like this is a perfect example of Danny Elfman and Tim Burton just working fucking in tandem perfectly together. Uh, like this, this is as much as this movie is peak Burton, this fucking score is, like, peak Danny Elfman and fucking fantastic. Like, there's a reason that he and Burton work so well together, and this movie is a prime example. Yeah. That, like,
3: whimsical, creeping horror that they managed to get, do so well together. Yeah, the, the bouncy,
1: is... yeah, exactly. The bouncy little themes that, like, that, that fucking score, I mean, and, and it's because it got adapted into the animated series, but, like, the like so good
0: yeah it always reminds me because i feel like that and the simpsons theme have like a lot in common and that like you can hear little hints that they're like back and forth so i always kind of hear the simpsons theme when i hear it which makes me happy because i love the simpsons theme also but it's just it's (laughs) funny when you can hear like the the kind of like common idea for somebody
1: so and 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 again like the the idea of like suburbia and and that kind of thing too comes in as well like you know trying to lean into the the comedy and the weirdness of those kinds of spaces
3: yeah Uh, the this movie's aesthetic is in my opinion perfect for the what the movie is supposed to be like i'm not personally like i like a goth theme as much as everybody else i guess except for like actual goths who like live it but I like that's not my personal aesthetic but because of the way that it's used in this movie in contrast to like the very stark like bridges of madison county-esque like forests everywhere middle of connecticut with along with that score it's just so it works so well in spite of the fact that it probably shouldn't and i just
1: it's fucking great it's just so good yeah. And while we're talking about music too, I have to say, I feel like the choice of Harry Belafonte, like Calypso music mm-hmm. uh, for sort of the in movie, like that's what Adam like listens to before he dies. And then that keeps featuring later on. Like that's yeah. obviously what the banana boat song and everything that yeah. really helps to to lighten the tone overall of the movie as well. It's an excellent sort of okay, this movie is pretty dark overall, but like how's one way that we could lift it back up and make it kind of like happy and joyous and putting that music in works perfectly for that, that yeah. function.
3: If you've ever been to a retro dance night in Toronto, like a 60s dance night, and they put that song on, it is a crowd pleaser every single time. The whole the whole jump place the goes song, nuts. Adeo? No, yeah. uh, Jump in the Line at the end of oh, the movie. Oh, Jump in the Line, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, if you hear Jump in the Line, I'm ready to go every time I hear that song. It's good times. Yes. Uh, probably because of this movie, actually. It has to be because of this oh, movie. for you, be, Kid. Come yeah, on. 100%. Yeah. And, yeah, we were talking about actors. And I just want to... I have to talk about Catherine O'Hara one more time. I know that we said that we... She's wonderful, and she's perfect, and we love her, and everything is great, but, like... It's just such a perfect performance from her. Like, is was there... Besides Michael Keaton, was there better casting in this movie? Like, no. I... No. No. It's, it's yeah. the
0: two of them who are basically like... They Selly. must be... They must have been on fucking set trying to outwork each other. It just feels yeah. like they were having... Like, they were trying to outwork each other the entire time.
1: And that being said, like, they have, what, maybe two minutes on screen together yeah. at, like, the whole fucking movie? Like, they They hardly not like, at all, yeah. Yeah, they hardly, like... If the character Beetlejuice interacts with Delia, it is like a you know, puppet, or, a puppet yeah. or like, yeah, or like one of, you know, one of the manifestations of Beetlejuice.
2: He yeah. hugs her. He yeah, hugs yeah. Her. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. He said, he
1: said there, there, there's like very limited interaction between the two characters, but yeah. like the majority of the time that Beetlejuice is interacting in any way with Delia, it is not like, it's not Michael Keaton. I don't know if it's that that's by design,
3: but like having the two of them outact each other on screen would almost be too much. Like the both it, performances it are so is. huge, yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: yeah. Because like I don't know if anyone has ever made chopping vegetables such a thing as except maybe Gina Davis in the Long Kiss Goodnight. But like when Delia is like preparing for the dinner party and she's. Screaming at Lydia about... Yeah, yeah, screaming at Lydia about how there's, like, ghosts and designer sheets and blah, 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 you know, like...
1: I will pause it to you Beverly D'Angelo in Christmas Vacation. Remember that scene where she's, like, angrily cutting vegetables in the kitchen while, like, the whole fucking, like, entire extended family is in the other room? She's so pissed off and smoking and her... Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, top three, right there. Yeah, there we
1: go. <laughs> we just, we just made the,
3: <laughs> the top, top three vegetable things. chopping scenes, right there. <laughs> yeah, all, all the <laughs> but yeah, Catherine O'Hara's like little moments, as well as like her interactions with Otha when they're going through the house, and the Aussie and Harriet. Ooh, that uh, I'll never forget yeah. that sound that she makes when she sees them. So good.
1: Yeah. I love the scene and and she's asleep for it. But like the scene where they come in and are trying to haunt her but she's <laughs> but she, watching like the She's doing whatever. On TV. wrestling.
0: Now. She's got old NWA wrestling on. Yeah. yeah. And she
1: and she thinks that it's like just the TV and so she like wakes up like makeup smeared all over her face she, and just like even half, wake up. Half, half, asleep, like half asleep gets up, turns off the TV and gets right back down. Like just that physical acting. Yeah. Like she's oh. so good at that.
2: Yeah. Uh, and that scene going directly into like Lydia banging on the fucking wall and saying I'm <laughs> yeah. a child for like, Christ's sake. Christ <laughs> sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love and that. then the like the weird sex thing, it's so good. Yeah, and Lydia's fucking
1: pose in that scene too, where she's like laying like one leg off the bed, like so forlorn, like literally like one arm across her forehead. Yeah, like kind of yeah. so Child, I say.
2: mean it's just brilliant. It's- is that not the position you would be in if you thought that you could hear your parents <laughs> really enthusiastically banging?
4: This
1: is this is one of those times where I'm very glad that my bedroom was not the one that shared a wall with my yeah. parents.
3: Yeah, because that, that poses, like, full, like, Greek tragedy painting, like, Promethean yeah.
0: fucking, like, horror. Like, it... To be fair, she talks about killing herself an awful lot, and, like... <laughs> yeah. That's I the mean, reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a reason enough. for that. Aww. And if it's Catherine O'Hara screaming, I mean, to some of us, that might be enticing, but, like, if that's your stepmom, if
2: that's your step-mom fuck that noise. And your da- fuck and your that noise. And Who's a sex pass? Fucking pedophile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking mood, Lydia. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like she's a whole mood through the whole movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the last thing I really yeah. want to call out that we haven't talked much about is just there's so many fantastic practical effects in this fucking movie. Yeah. yeah, Like, the death's waiting room scene on its own is a masterpiece of practical effects. The shrunken head dude, the magician's assistant with her torso sitting beside her legs, the smoker dude who's all fucking burnt up.
0: I even love fucking Beetlejuice sitting between her, the girl girls cut in half and, like, Rubbing her fucking knee, and then she's and just, then like on the other side. She <laughs> <against
1: others>. <laughs> such a good
0: fucking gag. I don't know. I don't know why yeah. I like that gag so much. It's so somebody good. has
1: done that cosplay at Dragon Con too. Like, oh with yeah, this, like yeah, the like the the couch sitting beside, like or yeah, the the woman in the couch. So and everything. fucking great. So good. Yeah, and the scuba diver with its leg inside a shark's mouth and everything. All of that is just oh, just so fucking. Awesome. And and that's like two minutes or something like that, and they fucking like went that hard to get yeah. all of those in there kind of thing is so yeah. good. And I remember action figures from that scene. Like the, the, oh, we the... had them. Paul yeah. had them. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh-huh. like the adventurer dude with, with his shrunken head. Like I remember there was an action figure of that fucking guy.
0: We had all of them. So like not too long ago, or this is probably a couple years back. My a bunch of our old action figures were like in a bag and got handed off to our little cousin or my cousin's kid,
1: like our nephew Bennett. And you and, just watch like hundreds of dollars get like handed away to somebody else.
0: They're off cards, so like they were fucked anyway, right? This is my old Ninja <laughs> Turtles and stuff like that, right? And uh, like Paul's old X Men, like dude, these are banged up fucking action figures. But I got a call from them randomly. And they're like sending me pictures on their from their iPads, being like, "Who is this? Is this the Joker?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no that's Beetlejuice. That's <laughs> that's Paul's one of Paul's dozens Beetle-geuse of Beetlejuice <laughs> action figures. Yeah." yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like Bennett and Adeline were trying to figure out who he was. Yeah. There was a
1: Beetlejuice action figure for every single fucking yeah. costume that he had in the movie, Absolutely, right? Yeah. Like every different outfit had a different fucking figure for 100%. Yeah. It's just this movie was like a weird immediate cult
3: classic and like put Tim Burton on the map, but it's still like obviously Beetlejuice Haunted House, but there's a Beetlejuice the musical. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah. You guys probably, but like. Yeah. The Beetlejuice musical, which I have listened to the soundtrack to multiple times because it's kind of actually pretty good. I don't know why, but i kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's a very little shop of horrors style, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. If you're into that kind of thing, which I very much am, because Suddenly Seymour maybe is one of the best songs ever. I don't know. It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> the Beetlejuice musical is one that I would love to see. Because, I don't know, I think it was just one of those movies where, like, you could make that musical about literally anything. It would be awesome. I mean, you could continue the further adventures of Lydia and Beetlejuice from the animated series or something. Yeah. I don't even know what it's about, but whatever. If it's just retelling the movie again, but in musical form, i still want to see it. So,
0: you know. I think that's what it is, because it looks like the, the set pieces and stuff I'm like, mm-hmm. when, I, when I was digging around this afternoon. Looking up stuff about this movie, it looked like it was all kind of rebuilding stuff from the movie uh, to use in this, or like to do on stage, kind of thing. So,
4: hmm. well, either
0: way, I want to see it, and it looks it looks dumb as shit, but
3: <laughs> it's Beetlejuice, so it. yes,
4: yeah, yeah. Well, we'll
0: see. I have to see where it's being staged somewhere. All right, uh, we've been going forever. Let's uh, wrap this thing up a little bit here. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about in regards to Beetlejuice? This is our kind of like the end of our halloween season because next week tim and i'll be watching dune
1: so <laughs> yeah we'll have a little bit of like post halloween content with when ghostbusters
2: comes out
0: that's true we will talk about ghostbusters as soon as it comes out so there's that
2: i have a question sure the dog that plummets the mainlands to their death do you think it's just a dog
0: i've never thought of it I've never thought about it It's like at a. What do you think? It's Beetlejuice. It do, it does act with some agency.
1: It seems
2: feels.
0: I mean, like. it murders them outright. Basically, yeah. yeah. I,
2: I don't know if I think it's Beetlejuice, but the way it's shot makes me think that it's some sort of actor, and it's not just a coincidence.
0: It looks like the dog from Fraser. So I'm always just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I mean, is there, I wonder if there is like.
0: like
3: some something more to that dog? Is like, is the dog trying to expose the afterlife and knows that the Maitlands will be the ones to do it? I don't know,
0: but maybe he just know. fucking hates them. Maybe Adam's really mean to the dog, and the dog was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this guy.
1: In a scene that was cut, Adam kicks the dog. Yeah, Adam
0: kicks the dog, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it becomes justified that he dies horribly in a car wreck with his <laughs> wife. I just like the idea of the
4: dog
3: like happily smiling at them as it and then trots off. It as does. Like, it totally okay, has hi. like Puffy, it
0: puppy smile on as it like w- like w- it bounces yeah. off the board and stuff. It's like yeah, I'm happy to fuck be you here,
3: guys. Later. I just got a treat yeah. from
0: my trainer and now I'm gonna fuck off.
3: And he's so. just like <laughs> happy to be alive. I don't know. Yeah. Like to me, it's like giving the dog agency almost makes it less good because there's something absolutely absurd and mundane about this dog just kind of like hey, whatever, bye, and just fucking <laughs> murdering these two people.
0: <laughs> the dog's actually death incarnate, but, like, we don't know.
3: The uh, true, 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 true villain of the piece is yeah, the, dog. the dog on the board. It was yeah. it was him all along. Or her. We don't know. All right. <laughs> That's,
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I have nothing else, so, like, let's uh, move, on to, move on to our next segment, just so we can get this fucking episode out. Where are we going to rate this thing? Uh, 10 out of 10, done. I was going to say, want to rate or, across a the board? 25-year-old movie? Do we, I guess we rated Howard the Duck so I could give it 0 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, rate this
1: other movie that
0: also has sex pest in it. Yeah, um, fuck. <laughs> on, a, on a scale of 1 to sex pest, where are we all at? <laughs> oh. Ooh, this you... movie is good enough to rewatch to ignore the sex pest. Well, we heard, 10 out yeah. of 10. We heard, yeah. We've heard Paul's opinion of it. So, Alicia, what do you what do you want to give it?
2: Uh, this is this eight,
0: like thirty-year-old movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, eight and a half.
1: Eight and a half. Nice. Tim. Like, yeah. Like not. She's <laughs> just knocking shit over.
0: One <laughs> o'clock in the fucking morning. When we're recording this right now. I just want everybody to know. Like, it's nine late.
1: and a half. Yeah. There's like a couple of things that just are weird and and kind of incongruous with things in terms of yeah, like Beetlejuice being like a border not borderline like a fucking sex offender he's a sex uh, offender absolutely yeah, that, that make me not a hundred percent okay with this but it's still like it works way better than it has any fucking right to like oh my just god you yeah put this on paper kind of thing
0: yeah i sit there and watch those 20 minutes of fucking michael keaton being beetlejuice yeah. like all day every day he's cold uh i yeah i'll similarly give this a i'll give it a nine i guess I'll come in between everybody at this point. i just saying nine. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to very quickly we can do geek creds so we can get this episode finished. Tim, what do you want to recommend?
1: My geek cred is probably the same thing everyone else is recommending to you right now, which is Squid Game on Netflix. I mm. finally sort of caved on it. I'm about halfway through, and it is really well done. It is basically a whole season of a Korean Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Uh, it is it is written Really well, it is well produced. I am watching it with subs, although I understand the dub is supposed to be pretty good as well. But it's just, you know, it fits right in with my horror viewing because it is just solid dystopian horror. So cool. I, I will definitely end up watching it to the end. Cool, Alicia.
2: I don't actually think I've been on an episode since I have gotten obsessed with Hollow Knight, but fucking Hollow Knight. So oh, it's so goddamn good.
0: Best. Yeah, Hollow Knight's fucking dope as shit.
2: Like, I've wow. never really played a Metroidvania and I don't
0: Welcome to my hell. You, this is <laughs> these this, these games are my hell. <laughs> like, that's all I do now is those Especially fucking games. Especially
1: one that has multiple endings and Oh, oh my okay. god.
0: Hollow Knight is fucking crack though. It, it's like ooh, that, uh, that gameplay. So fucking that good. That gameplay. It's Man,
2: so, that game it's so plays, difficult, like, but it's like yeah. just difficult enough that you can still actually it's achievable but like uh the sound design is fucking amazing the art design's really good the world is like surprisingly large it's really cheap like it's such Mm -hmm. a good game yeah play it if you haven't
0: (laughs) yeah uh i think i've recommended hollow knight on the podcast before it's one of my absolute favorite games of all time i loved actually speaking of tim burton aesthetic it's got like Mm-hmm. that kind of like noir tim burton aesthetic yeah. almost before even christmas. better than he ever did like it's mm-hmm. so it is yeah it's very like reminiscent of nightmare before christmas i love hollow night i think that was one of the ones paul recommended to me paul got yeah. on that real early yeah yeah because
3: it's fucking great and like that and cave story like those two yeah. are like my favorite not they were like those not Metroid or, or Castlevania. Yeah, the humble bundle yeah. kind of PC indie things that came out yeah. like uh, when Metroidvania's that with Axiom Verge as well. It was those... Axiom
0: Verge, uh, Hollow Knight, and Shadow Complex were like the first batch of like really good like triple or not triple A like high end indie high end indie uh, Metroidvania's that came out. They were all just like fucking amazing. Mm. This is coming from a guy who's played like every single one of those fucking Castlevania. DS games. Like I got bought a DS to play those Castlevanias, as Paul laughed at me endlessly for uh, all that time ago. You, you bought a fucking DS for what? And I was like, just so I could literally play those Castlevania games that you have a DS for also. But, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. That's awesome, though. I'm Glad you're enjoying it. Colin, it's
3: fucking dope. Paul? I'm gonna do a music recommendation this week because there's a... Yeah, your
0: last one was depressing as fuck, BT Dubs. Just <laughs> yeah. so we can do some follow-up uh, on that. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm Ooh, glad you liked it.
4: Glad you liked it. I liked it. it. It was good.
0: It was yeah. good, but it was depressing.
3: Yeah, it's it's like a once-in-a-while listen, not not yeah. unlike this one, which is a pop psychedelic indie pop danceable thing. This is more Tim's arena, I think. Ooh. I think he would enjoy yeah, it.
1: You've got my interest peaked. Okay.
3: Yeah. Um it's a duo named uh, Magdalena Bay. And the album is called Mercurial World. And it is it
0: Sounds like one of your Twee albums too. Jesus.
3: Well, it's it's kinda The song that got me was called Hysterical Us, and it sounds like a Cardigan song, to be honest. Fair enough. So it's got kind of that very sleek, poppy, like, 60s modern pop aesthetic to it, like, almost French pop. But it's got um, a lot of... If you liked Art Angels, which I know Tim definitely liked Art Angels, this Mm -hmm. is... They have said directly inspired by Art Angels, and, like, that... Pop music can have prog leanings, I guess was their concept. But like, well, wait, what?
0: You said prog? I hear prog. I'm on board. Where are we going? Yeah,
3: well, try um, the song Hysterical Us is the song that hooked me. Try the song. It's like hooky as shit, and it's got a lot, it's got some really cool production on it. And the whole album is just one bop after the other. So yeah, Magdalena Bay, Mercurial World. That's what it was, man. Oh,
4: yeah.
1: It was good. I like it. All right. I'll give it a and spin. I definitely feel the Grimes Art Angels in it. For yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely that. I will give it a spin.
0: Um, My recommendation for this week before we get out of here, Lower Decks. Season 2, the finale, happened this week and I, it may have been the best Star Trek. It's the best Star Trek I've seen since Deep Space Nine went off the air. Like... It was so fucking good that episode. I'm of Star so Trek. glad
3: you have Star Trek that you like again, Mark. I'm so happy one. for you. I have one. I have
0: one, and it's so one good. It was of so good. Almost four at this We don't point. have to talk about the rest <laughs> the of them though. There's me. one. Oh There's man. one. Fucking Discovery airs in a couple weeks, so. That's... Oh, isn't
3: <sighs> Card Season Two coming at some point? in January? Oh yeah. God! Yeah, oh, January. Mind us, Paul. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you guys have to watch that, and I will not be joining you for that fucking episode.
1: Seriously, <laughs> <laughs>
0: dude. Paul, watch Lower Decks. It, it You'll love it. Because it's so yeah. meta about all this shit. Like, it's so fucking great. And the season finale this week, like, oh my god, my little Trek nerd inside was crying. He was so happy. It was fucking perfect. So, Lower Decks Season 2 was just like, it was magic as a Trekkie. Just go watch that shit. It was so good. Um, yeah. Oh, lovely. lovely. I got a little on me on that one. <clears throat> Yeah. all right everybody thank you for listening i like it when i belch at the end of the episodes not the beginning of the episodes much better for the listenership easier for editing Mark. yeah it is i can cut it out maybe not it doesn't really matter at that point like two hours into this like who gives a shit am i even caring <laughs> editing works like just get this shit over with stop talking you asshole all right everybody thank you for listening Mark This been... to himself i'm talking to myself literally right now <laughs> This has been episode 273 of Dance Robot Dance. If you haven't already, please subscribe. You can do that via any podcasting app. Via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you have any thoughts about basically, I don't want to talk about the new shit. Shit was all depressing. If you want to talk about Beetlejuice we with us, though... We don't
1: want to talk <laughs> about fucking Dave Chappelle.
0: Let's bring fucking bring on the, the Beetlejuice talk, though. because That shit... Yeah. Fucking this movie's gold. You can do that. You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. We're on Twitter at drd underscore podcast. Or you can hit up Tim... He's on Twitter at DRD underscore Tim, and I am on Twitter M underscore Willette. So you can follow both of us there and the podcast itself, or you can email us, dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. So I have been here with Tim. Say good night.
1: I myself am strange and unusual.
0: That's... God, you're
2: such a nerd.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lame. Anyway, uh, Alicia and Paul, as usual, it is a fucking. Just a thrill to have a, another voice to listen to on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Mark? What are we saying? What are we doing? What are you, sorry, no. Thank you guys for coming out and talking about Beetlejuice with us this week. Uh, uh, it my pleasure. pleasure.
3: Yeah,
0: always good fun. Stuff. It's always fun to have Paul around and Alicia to comment on the two things that she comments on. So.
2: <laughs> i feel like i talked a fair amount this time this may
0: be the Fuck most you've ever you. spoken on the podcast <laughs> i'm gonna cut that out bitch so there you go.
2: <laughs> i mean i i do my best commenting on this podcast when i'm just like uh the best stat- shit
0: i've ever gotten from you is when you weren't on a microphone and you were screaming at tim so like, <laughs> yeah
2: i i like the statler way. and waldorf this yeah, shit like- right
0: you're pretty good at it so there's that either way i'm mark i'm on instagram go f- at him I'm underscore Bolette. uh i oh sorry instagram's mt underscore Bolette. i'm bad at this we'll talk to you next <laughs> week guys
1: it's
4: showtime Fucking crazy. Just,
0: yeah that was <laughs> this is what i get every week dude you should be on the show more often
4: One thirty in the morning what do you want from me fuck to go to bed so peace y'all <laughs>